Welcome back, everybody, to Trendsetters. Uh, last time, some... It was a nice time. Nobody really got into anything big. But today, someone dies. Ah, <gasps> not again. Let's go, Koo. <laughs> so, uh, Switch went ring shopping with Shimmer. They went to Gears to try and get started on the process of uh, finding the signals for the false escritches. And uh, they met with Calvert and uh, finally convinced him to go to therapy. It's only been 20 years since he got full body burned. So, you know, little overdue. Meanwhile, Zero talked with Prima and uh, basically got them into Gunpla. Kit bashing, I will have you know. <laughs> and then uh, it's going to lead to Gunpla. You know it's going to lead to Gunpla. I've decided just now that I don't like the word Gunpla. Yeah. Uh, it also showed Regan the ropes at the Trenser base and found another couple um, of uh, vampire spawns. Sundog also went ring shopping, but this time, but uh, but with Mooncat instead, and they had a run-in with a uh, nice new superhero team called the Study Group. Well, that was uh, separately. That that yeah, that happened at a different point in time from the ring yes. shopping. Yes, and then um, as well as the sewer mutants are now fully integrated into the city. They are no longer like they they weren't forced to live underneath this uh, city to begin with, but like they're no longer like confined to the sewers and they're just like sort of in the city. And, uh, and then there was a nice double proposal between, uh, sh between Shimmer and her girlfriend. They both, they both proposed basically at the same time. It was who has a name. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying her girlfriend, because to basically the wider world, it is just like Shimmer's girlfriend. Oh, um, okay, she's not public. Yes, she's, yes, she's not public. Aside from that, who wants to go first? I'll fall Actually, on that sword since no one else seems to want to. Technically, I need to fall on that sword. I forgot there's one thing I want to do before everybody starts doing their stuff. So at the very start of when this portion of the downtime starts, the Second Chance Society has announced that uh, Sam Smith is ready to re-enter the superhero game. And they do this in a very public manner. They bring him out. He looks like a fucking, like, his costume was designed in the 90s. There's a bunch of, like, belts and pouches on, like, his bottom half. He's got, like, this body armor. Uh, it's still got, like, red, white, and a uh, blue motif to it, like with like some splashes of green. Um, he's wearing some sort of like weird combination of like domino mask and like facial paint that is also uh, red, white, and blue. Um, and he's got like these weird gauntlet looking things. Like it's, it's, it's just a mess. It definitely does not look like the capitalist, but like they're, they're saying, hey, here's the capitalist, he's back and he'll be like helping to defend the city again. Okay. Newer and edgier than ever. Yeah. I, I kind of get like what you're going for here aesthetically, but the white fluffy trim on the red jacket it's just makes me Santa. think. It just it's makes me think Santa. of what if they made an edgy 90s Santa shooter? <laughs> oh, they definitely have. Comic books, man. Like, here's a jacked up, buff as hell, 
Santa Claus, young Santa Claus, top of his game. He's got to destroy the Krampus. He's got to destroy the minions of the Krampus in order to deliver <laughs> happiness to the children of the world. He's come to beat ass and deliver gifts. That is absolutely a '90s comic. No, no joke. Yeah, but like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, uh, like a, like a for FPS, like a boomer shooter. All of this stuff that you're saying is basically the reaction that people are having online. It's like who let Sa who uh how did Santa get so jacked um and shit like it's that. Like, like, I'm, this, I'm, I'm hearing it in my head. This entire suit is getting like destroyed online. There's like memes almost immediately. It's like, oh ho ho, I'm here to deliver gifts and kick ass, and <laughs> I have plenty of gifts. Okay, like. Real talk, though, the green highlights don't work, and the red shoes don't work, but otherwise, I kinda dig the look. You would. I am speaking out of character, but okay, yes, but like, it is extremely so powerful that I... So, like, okay. I'm imagining right now, because this sucks, uh, <laughs> that Robin and Felix are just, like, real-time, just, like, riffing the outfit on TV, <laughs> like as they're just sitting watching this. They called a press conference to specifically riff on the outfit. <laughs> Pull the, all my media contacts so I can roast this man's fit live <laughs> on national television. So, uh, before I interrupted Kat, uh, they said that they were going to fall on the sword of going first. So, go first. Okay, well, I have feelings about Sam's re-entry into public life, but I also have bigger fish to fry right now. I need to get everything set up because Felix and I were supposed to have left like three days ago, but shit keeps coming up. It's going to happen, but it's, it's, our, our shit needs to get handled first because otherwise we're just going to worry about it the whole time so I need to I need to have two conversations and the first one is I need to go talk to Arlen local head of the DHEA yep yep um it's well known that like you can just pop in and talk with Arlen whenever you want uh, he is 100% cool with you just like showing up when you need to he would prefer if you gave him like 15 minute warning first but like if, if it's an emergency you can just like pop in whenever he doesn't care see this is why I like him <laughs> but also this isn't a hyper emergency so I give him notice alright yep uh, so, after you give him notice, 15 minutes passes, and, uh, he says, he says, you're clear. I don't teleport in, because I'm pretty sure his walls are lined with Venterium. And I don't want a brain injury before I go to another country on vacation. <laughs> yeah, you can pop right out, and, uh, you just, like, walk in. The, the he doesn't really have a secretary. Well, the... DHEA building will have a receptionist who I'm probably on a first name basis with. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, 
the, the reception is just like, you here to see Arlen? Mm-hmm. Gone up. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, you head on up, and Arlen is, like, just taking care of some, like, paperwork, and, uh, he looks up at you and he goes, Hey, how's it going? Hi. So, uh, and I reach into my back pocket and I pull out a piece of paper that I unfold. And as I'm like, just asking, you know, I, I, I got some stuff I need to run past you. Um, shouldn't be too long of conversation. I actually need to get out of here pretty quick. I hold up the piece of paper and in big old letters is written, is this room bugged? And I just hold it out. You see uh, the smallest nod. Uh, yes, because like there's no way uh, Eskridge wouldn't just bug his people's stuff. Okay, well, with that information in mind, I now have to approach this a bit more delicately. So paper just gently folds and tucks back into my pocket and I give him just the barest nod as well. So that, um, that matter with all of the break-ins uh, to all of the DHA sites that we brought Silver Security in to help with, the with the power copier? Yeah, yeah, uh, I heard that was taken care of. Um, the suspect is currently in the Michael Cook Maximum Detention Center. Yeah, I, uh, that was us. It was uh, quite an act to get a hold of her. Um, I was hoping to debrief you, but like I said, I need to get out of here quick. Uh, do you have time to like come by the base later this evening? I, I know you're busy right now, and I'm also busy right now. Uh, yeah, sure. I've got time. Um. At least I shouldn't, unless, like, I don't know, the cacth invade again. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully not. The, the one we've got down there, the, uh, calling itself Prima's, actually really agreeable? It's odd. I was expecting it to be much more troublesome, but it it's, it's pretty chill, honestly. I think we can chalk that up to us catching it when it was as blank of a slate as it could possibly be. Anyway, and I just like put up my hands. Just wanted to set that up. Um, Popeye, like, I don't know, when you get off of work, the stuff I gotta do for the rest of the day isn't gonna run like past sundown. He's like, all right, sounds good. So is there anything else you wanna do while you wait for sundown? Yes, I need to talk to Shimmer. All right. Uh, Shimmer is not too far away. The DHEA building is within spitting distance of the Vindicator building. Like, literally, if you got on top of the roof of the of DHEA building, you could probably spit on the Vindicator building. Sure. Especially the superhero pistol spit. <laughs> The most disgusting hero that nobody likes. I also have her phone number, though. And what we need to do, we need to not do in Vindicator property for the time being. Okay. So I'm just going to call her phone. All right. Uh, she answers and says, hello. 
Hi, can you come to the base right now? I, uh... I want to follow up on that offer you made. Uh, yeah, Armor can handle stuff for right now, can't you? She just flipped me off. You couldn't see it, but uh, but it's fine. I can take. Oh, I heard it. Oh, I okay. heard it though. How did you hear that? I just have a sense for these things. I just flipped you off that hard. Anyway, I'll see you in a minute. All right. Yep. Uh, she arrives at the base a little while later. I have moved furniture around, so we got a nice open space. Okay. Uh, question, Colin. All schools, because it's fucking... It's the fourth week of May, basically. Everybody's yeah. on summer vacation at this point. And also today is a Saturday. Is Reagan here today? Yeah, sure. Uh, Reagan will be here. Okay. Well, then before Shimmer shows up, I'm going to sort of bring her into confidence. Hey, so I'm setting a thing up, gonna be bringing Zero in on it, but here is your first bit of interacting with the kind of clandestine horseshit this team gets up to. Don't tell anybody, okay? Okay. And then a couple minutes later, Shimmer just shows up. Yep. And she goes, so, uh, I'm here. Yeah. So I need to kind of like get a better handle on how your powers work. I have ideas, but okay, I, I need to get you figured out better. What, what does bending light mean exactly? Um, basically I manipulate the photons around me to turn invisible. Uh, I can create illusions. Um, I can also like use flashbangs and strobing effects. I haven't used the strobing effects in a long time. Don't want to give anybody any seizures. So like that sort of stuff is the stuff I figured out with it. Okay. So you're going to want to do as little of that as possible. Which means okay. we basically need to bullshit our way into figuring out what else you can do with it. And we've got uh, about five hours until somebody else shows up and potentially causes problems. So let's get cracking. I have a thought. If you are moving light in such a way that you can effectively disperse it to make yourself invisible, can you concentrate it? I know you said that you can... Well, they wouldn't be flashbangs because you don't do sounds, or so they're just flashes, but... Yeah, they're just, they're just flashes, but... Can you pack all of that in, like, super tight and hold it there? Um, let me give it a shot. And I don't think I've ever statted any of the Vindicators, so this will be interesting. I do have her as a supporting NPC. So, um, she's gonna have a plus five. Her plus five is just going to be, um, light bending, that's what we're gonna call it. And I'm going to set this at difficulty 
eight for her to see if she can just uh, super condense it real quick. So, mm. Mm. or well, you could roll three minuses. Yes, uh, I'm going to <laughs> go ahead and uh, use Invoker Aspect Rising Vindicator Star to re-roll that. Okay, so she rolled neutral. Um, you know, this is since this is passive opposition, I can invoke my criminal background here because I have spent a lot of time figuring out how to use my powers in a way that makes it look like they're actually something else, so I can offer yeah. guidance. Okay, so that's still a seven, and none of her other uh, aspects really apply here, because I have Rising Vindicator Star, dating a villain, would rather be wearing something else, and always does the right thing regardless of group or alignment affiliations. Hey, Colin. Hmm. What's Reagan's, like, academic specialty? I know that she is a high schooler, or maybe even just graduated high school, but has she, like, taken physics classes? I, I'm pretty sure I studied Reagan. No, I did not. I only gave her a plus two will. No, it, it I, doesn't matter. You can yeah, invoke no, her uh, aspect of, instead of high school student, now high school graduate. Yeah, okay. To yeah, be I like, I've taken a physics class. I know some things about how light works. I can spout off some information. Yeah, also, sure. Also, I've been hanging around the super intelligent robot. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's my best friend. I, that's a little weird to admit out loud, but here we are. Oh, honey, no. <laughs> to be fair, the robot is a very good listener. All right. So, yeah, that bumps her up to... A nine, which is a success. So she concentrates it like really, really super small. It's like it's like the size of a bead. That's how small it is. Reagan and I gotta talk her through it. Talk about yeah. you know how light works and different ways to conceptualize what she's doing. So it condenses down into this tiny point of light, the size of a pea. I'm going to reach out and touch it. Uh, I mean, your finger goes through it. It's light. No, no. I mean, you compress it harder. Like, get more photons in here. All right. Uh, I won't make her roll again. She she does it because she did succeed earlier. I'm going to just keep tapping it until it basically becomes a solid object. It doesn't take long. Eventually, she manages to get it concentrated enough that, uh, that it... Like, when you touch it, it moves a little bit. Okay, okay. Now, hold it in place. And I'm going to lift my f leg up, and I'm going to step such that I'm stepping on top of it. Okay. I need you to roll athletics. <laughs> Difficulty, um, seven. Well, that's a four. That's a four. Um, what I will say... What I will say is this: Your third uh, phys physical stress box is marked as you like you step on it, immediately like lose your balance and like just fall flat on your face. Get up, holding my nose. Oh, that's not good. Your nose is still healing. 
No, it's not. Oh, it's not. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's just very fragile. Lifetime of getting it broken. Uh, but I did get up there. So now what you need to do... Hang on, I gotta fucking Kleenex. Shove it up my nose. Okay, what you want to do... <clears throat> you want to flatten it out. More surface area. Okay. Um, she's going to try and do that. Uh, I'll say it's only a difficulty six this time because uh, she knows a little bit more about what she's doing and how she's doing it. Um, so let me roll her lights. So yeah, she gets it like nice and flat and roughly like foot sh- foot sized because she kind of reads what you're putting down. Yeah. Doing the same move again. I have her lower the disc to the ground, like <laughs> like an inch above. Okay. Not that I don't trust you, but. <laughs> She's like, no, no, it's fair. Uh, I won't even make you roll. Yeah, uh, you can step on it and balance fairly easily on it because it's now more of a shape and size of a foot. Yeah, so it isn't quite hard light, but it's a pretty decent imitation. I wouldn't try making anything out of it, but you can use this to not fly, but run up. Run at an angle. Huh. Oh, good. Already stopped bleeding. Okay, next item. Colin, what color is this disc? Looks like a really pale yellow. Next item. We need to adjust the color. You're known for this color. It's the same color as when you shot that fucking beacon up when you were mind-controlled five years ago, so everybody associates you with this already. We need to get you something else. Uh, That one's easy enough. Uh, She just starts cycling through the rainbow. It looks like uh, one of those computer cases with like the changing lights inside. Ah, RGB. Rich girl. A true gamer has entered the Trendsetters HQ. <laughs> She's like, no, please, Gabby kicks my ass all the time to Smash Brothers. Anyway, <laughs> you need to pick like two colors. We're going to have to create a whole new mask for you, and this is going to be part of it. Oh, 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 I, I get to... Oh. I don't have to wear that stupid fucking corset with the- No, you get, you get a whole new costume. We're gonna get you a full head covering mask with a voice changer built in. Uh, we're gonna need a new name for you. Fuck, you get to go by different pronouns while you're working with us if you want. Oh, um, give me a second, I'm, uh, she thinks, and she just kind of goes with, like, basic superhero color scheme, which is to say, like, red and blue. Typically, those are, like, the hero colors. Okay. Because she still I, thinks as, she still thinks herself as a hero. Fine. I do caution her that she needs to not take the exact opposite of her normal color scheme. So if she was going for, like black or something I would have told her off but red and blue pretty standard okay okay okay
Okay, so you got that. Um, the other two like moves I want you to figure out by the time we get started. I want you to figure out if you can do lasers, which should be just compacting it and then firing it. And blades, which you might be able to make work if you move the photons like a chainsaw. Want them constantly rotating okay. about the the perimeter of a rectangle. Alright, yeah. Yeah. Okay, sure. I'll try and uh I'll try and work with that. And don't worry if it's not perfect, regardless of what sort of identity you come up with, and you know, we make happen for you, you are entering the team as an untested newbie whose potential Zero and I have recognized. So you don't need to be perfect. She is two thumbs up. So then we'll just spend the next couple of hours working on the laser and the blade. All right, cool, cool. And also workshopping an identity. We'll include Reagan because we want the we like to include people. Yes. I mean that doesn't have to like come like like right now. Right now we can like workshop that later. My next event is going to be getting the B team together with Zero, and she's going to oh. be a part of that. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, like it doesn't need to happen today in game, but it does need to right, happen no, very no. soon. No. I, I'm trying to... Like, what do you want to go for? Do you want to go, like, kind of a, a wizard or witch aesthetic? You want to go, like, ninja or... Uh, as soon as as soon as you say witch, she's like, oh, 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 yes. <laughs> okay, cool. So we'll teach you some horseshit hand signs for you to memorize in association uh, with different moves. I don't even need to do that. I don't even need to be taught that. Like, I've watched the Vindicator. Or, I've watched. I watch the Vizier all the time. Oh, sick. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So I'll start workshopping some costumes. You keep practicing. Also, leave because I think my next appointment is about to show up. Jeez, you're busy. All right. All right, I'll see I'm, you later. And I'm trying to leave. <laughs> I have so many irons in the fire, and they need to get hammered out. All right. Uh, she leaves, and like not even five minutes later, uh, Arlen rings the doorbell. I let him in. All right. Uh, he's still in his work clothes because it's it's honestly like he you told him like meet here as soon as you're done work and he's like yeah as soon as he was done work he didn't even go home to change he could have but sure I mean this is work related so he's like okay uh, I'm pretty sure we're good here unless you really want to like take it to the next level paranoia and like go somewhere in the desert where we definitely have not bugged Honestly, I walk, I like fetch my mask from my room, put it on, put my hand on his shoulder, and I pop us to the fucking Faraday cage in the bunker in Nevada. I've still got that <laughs> spot bookmarked. Okay. 
All right, I can see we're going full tin hat here. Got it. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a big fucking deal. So, um, Xerox broke into a, a DHEA black site in Deco City. Okay, so that explains some of the stuff I heard. Uh, it explains the rest of the stuff that I hadn't put, been putting together. So, And uh, while we were down there trying to get to our quarry first, which, by the way, was Megalad's severed arm that was being experimented on, probably to try and reproduce its effects, we observed a number of, uh, well, projects. Uh, the uh, undocumented detainment of American citizens was not amongst those. Uh, would, it was not something I would call a project, but it was a thing that was happening. But there was also, you know, uh, ex- well, there was a lot of human experimentation, like a lot of it. Uh, also, a couple of captured cacth were being experimented on to develop a hard counter for their species. They were not taking well to it. Okay. He immediately looks like, oh, God, fucking damn it. There's a lot going on. <laughs> He's not been told about. There was also some, you know, more moderately benign stuff. Uh, there's a faster-than-light engine that's being developed. There's uh, some potentially standard-issue masks that would, like, let you see through basically any kind of invisibility. Huh, that's weird. I thought that wasn't the San, An- San Antonio location. That one's almost done, They so they've been telling us about it, and they said it was located in San Antonio. Guess they had a backup one in Deco. Neat. Uh, also, they were trying to replicate Zero. Okay. That explains why shortly after he took over, some DHEA guys were there in that park combing the area. I guess they found a couple of the dead nanites there and stored them. Yeah, so a bunch of shit of varying levels of heinousness. So we got down all the way to the bottom floor. We saw almost everything. We had to skip a couple of floors for time. Uh, the faster than light engine was one of them. I know about that because the night after, Eskridge showed up to the base to talk to us. Okay. He must yeah. have been desperate. He hates Deco City. I think he's been here three times in five years. <laughs> well, uh, just you wait. We'll talk about his physical presence here. But, uh, no, he was here to talk to us about the fact that, you know, Zero uh, is a recording device and can upload everything it sees to the internet, which is the plan. We are going to go live with everything. At that point, he just sort of puts his face in his hands and he goes, my job is about to get a lot more headache-inducing. Oh, buddy, you don't even know the half of it, but let's uh, wait till we get to that part of the conversation. So, Eskridge basically gave us, or tried to make us a deal. He said, either you just let me go, you don't upload it, and 
I will stop all of the projects you saw except two of them. The Faster Than Light engine and the one that's supposed to give powers to people who don't already have them. Project Cosmic was abandoned 50, like 15 years ago, Arwen. Oh my god, it produced no results! Evidently not. His, uh... His, you know, the B to that choice A was you upload it and I vanish completely and continue all of my experiments underground completely untouchable. I tried to make him a counter offer of we're going to go live with this and we would like you to we'll give you a year to select and groom your replacement to ensure that everything still continues to run smoothly. And he stood up, took three steps away, and then ragdolled. Yeah, he does the robot thing a lot. It's annoying. Yeah. So that hasn't actually changed our plans. We have some decisions to make, but we still do intend on going public with everything. And he is going to be removed. When he is, he's going to need to be replaced. And it's like, as soon as you say that, he gets what you're laying down. And he's like, um, I have had no interest in that position. I didn't even want to take this one. I was basically forced to. And I just, I kind of think, you know, I, I do the thinky thing where it's, you know, one hand across the chest. The yeah. elbow is supported by the crossed hand, and I'm just like, got my hand over my mouth, thinking. I would like to insist, but I feel like that's going to be counterproductive, and I like you. So, I won't no, insist. Here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. Even if I try to take the position, it's not going to be guaranteed, even if you throw your weight around to try and uh, basically make my name float to the top, it's still not going to be guaranteed. However, if you think that it is for the best, I'll do it. I'll put my name in at least. I'd appreciate you going that far, and hey, being at the top would give you the power to select somebody to replace you. I, you probably know, you definitely know all DHEA personnel in the country better than I do. Even if you only know the ones here in Halcyon, you know all of them better than me. Therefore, you are in the best position to make recommendations or to make executive decisions if you are in such a position. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, 
God, this situation's fucked. It also explains why Eskridge hasn't been to work in a few days. I'm imagining he is probably filling the Deco City black site with, like, a metric assload of cement right now. Well, shit, I plan to go back there and get one of those refraction masks. He kind of looks around and says, like, give me a month. Okay, I appreciate it, but I guarantee you, my dude, I am using them for crimes. And uh, he says, funny, I just went temporarily deaf there. I didn't hear a single word you said. Damn, must be the air in here. Sorry about must, that. Must be the air. I won't repeat, bother repeating myself. Ah, shucks. Just have to remain a mystery to you forever. Um, <laughs> well, if he's gone, that actually... No. I don't know. I'll take that information and uh, disseminate it to the relevant parties. But, you know, like I said, my team has decisions to make, and we're still contemplating. I don't know if you want me to roll to lie there, Colin, because that is a lie. Uh, um, yeah, go ahead and uh, roll deception. He is going to roll empathy. Okay, well, you're trying to beat a two. Okay. Robin's not actually a good liar. They tend to act pretty overtly. <laughs> well, he's, he still okay. fails. So, yep, yeah, no. Um, a zero versus my two. Praise be. Yep, he 100% believes you. Like, he's like, yep, no, that tracks. Um, so, I hope you'll understand that I'm looking for discretion here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hearing that your boss is committing war crimes on American soil is um, something. I don't know if they're war crimes because we're not at war. Technically, we're at war with the CAC. <sighs> Violating the Geneva Convention. Uh, no, that that is by definition war crimes. You're looking for crimes against humanity. Uh, see, I didn't want to say that because it sounded really trite. Okay. It's not tried if it's true. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, that's um, that's something I'm gonna have to keep under my hat for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any questions? I can't guarantee I'll answer them. No, but um, I'm gonna ask you. Were there how many of the like? Name some of the projects that you saw there, and I'll tell you if I know anything about them. Because some of them are, when projects get close enough to completion, they sometimes let us uh, in on it and let us know about uh, about certain things. So um, I could probably potentially fill in some gaps for you. Um. Okay. It started. Um, it was the Jack O' Lantern project first. Fear of Fears. That one I have no idea. Probably okay. something involving our own little project paperclip because you, sometimes it happens. Sometimes like that's a known thing. I Eskridge has been. That's the thing Eskridge has been known for is just like hiring some 
supervillains to do stuff involving them, but uh, I did not know about Jack-O-Lantern, so... Okay, uh, then it was The Matrix. Um, that one, um, God, uh, Wachowski? Yeah. Yeah, Wachowski is, um, was actually pushed back a little bit. Um, it's a way for agents to be trained through a direct neural interface, uh, downloading directly into our brain, as opposed to traditional, uh, training, so that way we are just, like, instantaneous ready to go. Oh, that's actually kind of neat. Oh, fuck, that's actually kind of neat. Uh, that that one, that one has been pushed back because the uh, the chips that they implant in our brains to uh, have us resist uh, psychic probing stuff um, it interferes with that. So hmm. they they announced it a little early, and then they said, "Hey, actually, turns out uh, it's not quite ready yet." Interesting. Uh, then it was the Cath one, uh, then it was Refraction, then it was Cloaking Tech. Okay. That one, I did know about, uh, that one's also nearly done, um, so they let us know about that. Like, you, it's, it's just Cloaking Tech, basically. You got it on the head. Yep, yep. Um, Hercules? Zeus's son. Zeus's son. There was a, there was a big guy. Like a real big guy. I'm gonna see if he knows about Zeus's son. Um, I'm gonna roll his education, which is a plus two. We'll say difficulty five, so it's gonna be fairly tough. Uh, he's like, nope, sorry, I don't know that one. That's fine. Um, we skipped this one. Project River Sticks. That does a motion. It's like right over my head. Uh, then it looked like Enhanced Suits, Project Arendelle. Project Arundel? Project Arundel. That is actually, um, that was literally just approved shortly before a couple days ago. So probably he, Eskridge, approved that, then went to go talk to you. Uh, Project Arundel is artificial Venturium. It's not as powerful as the... It's not as powerful as the real thing, but we can artificially create weaker versions of Venterium. They've already started working it into the suits. <clears throat> okay. Don't like that. <sighs> okay. Okay. <sighs> Fuck. All right. I'll process that later. Uh, let's keep running them down. I don't want you here too long. I don't know if you're work outfit has trackers in it, but they're um, all offline right now. They probably do, but they didn't tell us what they probably do. Okay. Uh, next up was the faster than light engine. Um, then junction burn. I'm going to give him another education roll. This one's going to be easier. It's only going to be difficult. Three. You know what? I'm spending a uh, I'm spending a fate point on him, um, which is regional director of the Upstate New York DHEA branch. Uh, so that's my last uh, fate point for the scene. He goes that one. That one's trying to find a way to cripple the transistor tyrant. Okay. 
Yeah, that makes sense. That's still extremely early in development. I shouldn't, I technically shouldn't have heard about it, but I got to talking with one of the uh, Deco City guys and like they mentioned something about that. Okay. Uh, and then the last four were, um, it was uh, Replicate Zero, uh, mm-hmm. Lazarus, which was just a pile of corpses. Just a pile of decaying corpses. That's like, they are attempting to resurrect the dead down there. Okay. Didn't hear about that one. Uh, and then Cosmic and Blue Bomber, which I'm still really sore about. All right. Well, uh, also, like, the only thing I know about Cosmic is the from the failed attempts back in like the early 2000s with that um with that quails kid I I shrug I don't think Penny discussed any of that with me so I, I don't think have no context did. um basically it was a huge clusterfuck uh they experimented on that kid for like three or four years straight until he had had enough and then Cook shut it down Almost risked her job over it, but uh, but got it shut down. Oh, good for her. Okay. Artificial Venturium. Fuck me. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. I spread my arms. Uh. Breaking classified security? Listen. I don't know what I just said. The last five minutes are all a big blur. How did I get here? Who am I? This is not my beautiful house. You are not my beautiful wife. I really hope that you are the only psychic the DHEA has on its payroll. I like you way too much for you to get just absolutely fucked over. I'm not, but those chips make it real hard for people to read my mind. Okay. You're probably going to get in, like, super trouble because you just vanished. We're, we're in a Faraday cage, by the way. They, they do not... any Anything you are wearing that should be sending out a signal isn't. I can try and chalk it up to uh, to systems glitch, even if, like, assuming they even exist. Assuming they even exist. If they do, you walked into my base and then vanished for several minutes. That's if you true. exist, you're in, in trouble, and I apologize. All right, well, they don't know what I told you, which was nothing. I didn't say a single word. Not a damn thing. It's weird how we just sat here in silence for so long. Arm wrestling. Arm wrestling. I'd like to go back now. I'd like to take you back now. Put my hand on his arm again and pop us back. All right, and uh, he basically gives you a nod and uh, walks out of the base and just sort of like floats off. He can fly. He's psych- like he's. He's telekinetic, so he just, like, manipulates himself. 
talk to the rest of the team. I'm, I'm gonna get takeout. I need a big old ugly box of Chinese food. to go now i can go all right uh what do you want to do like you've got we've got enough stuff here planned that you can just like pick your poison well what about the my contributions to the b team something for gathering everybody together to discuss the whole b team okay yeah sure uh everybody gets a text from zero saying that uh, they would like to discuss the idea of a B-team with y'all. I imagine both Garys get this text and they can choose whether or not they want to respond. Young Megalad wouldn't attend because he's feeling very betrayed right now. Um, the old one, however, does attend via video links. He's still busy in Deco City. I will say, I will say this... Namtab, for for the sake of uh, for the sake of brevity, you're not going to be in Deco City for long. Like, there's going to be a point where, like, extremely, like, a couple days in, where uh, Coyote Man is going to be like, eh, can you probably please leave? You're kind of like undercutting the 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 threat that I pose. Basically, but, like, what I'm doing in Deco City, I don't think I explained it so. Because Coyote Man only comes out at night. During the day, I'm just kind of watching what the citizens do because there's still quite a lot of rioting and there's probably going to be for no there's there's not there's not any rioting like we discussed you know what um, I mean? there's, there's a lot of public protest isn't there so i'm protecting that against the criminals and leaving the night to coyote man so it's not to undercut him uh he, he would still like you to like yeah it's, it's, it's there's three three weeks wouldn't be enough so he it he's, is gonna be he's a, still gonna ask you to like leave fairly early in because there's there's other stuff going on so like he, so you can come in person if you want it's, no no it's, it's video links for two months okay I'm also just establishing that a couple of months pass as well while I'm doing this it's good video link right in any event I start out by just saying uh, I have called you all here at this moment because it has not escaped my notice that with Two members on vacation, and two on extended leaves of absence, and one additional member with long-term technical difficulties. The number of trendsetters active in Halcyon City will be at an all-time low. I have thus anticipated the need for recruiting a secondary team who can maintain the peace and the brand in your absence. Thank you for reminding me, Bobbin. I need to have a quick aside here to address that situation. Which would be that, you know, I was fine to basically manage Penny's health for a couple of days, but we're at two weeks at this point, and this has passed beyond my ability to care for. So I would have 
coordinate. I actually first would have gone to talk to Penny's dad because I know who he is and I know where he works. I also would have gone to talk to Penny's business partner, Rue, and I would have given them the lowdown. Same kind of thing that I told uh, Calvert. No, she's catatonic. I have good reason to believe she'll wake up on her own. It might take a while. She needs to be moved to some kind of facility that handles extended care for people in persistent vegetative states. I will foot the bill for it if they can't. I've got money and I don't spend it. That is a good point. Like, would her father be in on the, the actual story? Without Chloe here to confirm or deny, I am going to err on the side of protecting her privacy. So I would not give him the lowdown on the proxy situation. I would just frame it authentically as Penny is in a state. So then she would have been relocated out of the base and into the coma wing of Halcyon General, I guess. Yeah. With that aside taken care of, I return the floor to zero by way of saying, you know, would you believe that that idea had been floated to me by somebody a couple of days ago, and I've been considering it as well? Indeed. And I have been appraised of the member that you have recruited, who is still undergoing preparation, as I understand. However, I've also identified certain active duty heroes who are not currently affiliated with superhero teams and who, in my estimation, would be available for a month-by-month contract. The list of candidates I have compiled include Ethan Shershot Salisbury. Wait, seriously, that guy? He is currently between contracts, and while he hit a low point some months ago, he has recovered since then. Oh, seriously, that guy? I do want to say this. If you dug into it a little bit, he's actually in talks with the Second Chance Society. Gross. He's a real winner. (laughs) We have to save him. Uh, In addition, uh, I, I believe that everyone present would have no trouble with poaching Ethan from the Second Chance Society. Yeah, I got up. I'm not sure I'm, I met Ethan. He is the Ethan of better than Ethan. Oh, God. <laughs> He's a bit of a douchebag. Why, we might be able to rehabilitate him. As long as he's not killing people with that crossbow? It's just a regular bow, but it's it's a compound bow. Okay, well, we... Arrows the size of javelins. As long as he's not killing people, he's fine. No, I don't think he does that. I don't know. I may have met him. Who knows? I don't think you did. His greatest issue appears to be personality conflicts with teammates. That's a that's a very dry dry way to say that. <laughs> um, well, given that one of me has currently 
left the city because of personality conflicts with teammates. I can understand. Look, I, I think what his problem actually is, is that he has like, like a C minus tier power and he doesn't have the resources to get it where it needs to be to actually like build a proper presence for himself, which we can compensate for. He'll, he'll need an attitude adjustment, but I... We might be able to bring in some people who can help with that. Let's hear the the other candidates and see how he gels. I will simply close by saying that he, in addition, he is willing to compromise a significant amount of his personality and ethics in order to acquire the resources that, as you said, he requires in order to perform at a higher level. Therefore, if we can provide him with a significant paycheck, he should not raise those issues, at least in a... at least not within the function of being a temporary team member. Did you manage to make he'll not be a jerk if we pay him sound menacing? <laughs> it is a gift. Did you keep the receipt? Who are the others? Next is Brian slash Linda Naga Fireball Nyen. Oh yeah, I remember them. I don't think we've ever met. Uh, were they at I don't prom coming? I don't. They were at prom coming. Uh, you did, I don't think you ever talked to her in person. I feel like I had an encounter with them at one point. Maybe. I know they were definitely present for prom coming. I don't know if they've yeah. been present in any capacity. It wasn't during mass. Since. This was um. I think maybe after the Cath invasion. No, no, not that. Um, no, it was some point. I, I, I definitely had like a short little one-on-one -on -one with them. Can we ask them to get a better name? Yeah, that's a lot of syllables. I meant Naga Fireball, Snake Fire. Like Naga's a snake monster. Then it looked like a snake from this. Naga Fireball is an actual like phenomenon where like certain in a certain river where like fireballs just like shoot out of it and that's where they got their name i don't like that name voice in my head why are we whispering also that's I my new voice though okay it's been three weeks i've been talking to people i've got over my speech difficulties a bit <laughs> and you also like lost your voice because you've been talking for three weeks straight look i have to i have to differentiate my two characters <laughs> Somewhat. Anyways, anyways. I believe the name has to do with their Southeast Asian heritage. It's a bad name. Uh, um, I don't like it. Well, Lottie fucking Dom, Megalad. Alright, let's let's stay on topic, folks. We can okay, we I... can shorten it to NF while they work with us, at least while we're talking to them. Right. In any event. From what I have been able to gather, they have been a free agent who has turned down several requests to join teams in the past. However, I do not believe that they have been approached by a team with the prestige level of the trendsetters as of yet. Okay. Well, I have very little knowledge of their 
capabilities, so I'll just have to trust your assessment. I've not really interacted with them much, but I think we hung, hung out once, and if I remember right, they were pretty cool. So, I've thumbs up. Never heard of them myself, but I trust Zero. The last name I have on my list is admittedly unorthodox. It would be hiring within the company, so to speak. Natasha Skyjack Highland. She has Actually, been known yeah. to perform um, uh, field contracts, even despite her desk job. Okay, isn't she in her, like, 50s approaching? She regularly spars with Calvert. She's... She's good. Keep in mind, Calvert is also in his 50s, and he has a fight of plus seven. I'm not, like, detracting on her age. I'm saying it's weird that we're, like, getting together a group of up-and-comers, and then here's this approaching middle-aged woman. Yeah, these are all established. I mean, we're also gonna ideally bring Mooncat in to fill out the ranks as, like, a more present role. Okay, so I think I fundamentally misunderstood this. I thought we were putting together, like, a B-team of, like, people who are, like, getting their start or need a little bit of a lift. Um, I feel like I need to... I, I think I misunderstood, and I'm going to reevaluate my position on You're Skyjack. You're half correct. Is it really a B-team if they're more experienced than us. Tasha would be the only one who would have more experience. Well, hmm. Tasha would be the only one who has more experience than us. And she would actually be an excellent addition as sort of like second-in-command to Zero. She would definitely keep Ethan in line. Question. Mm-hmm. What would be the point of Ethan if we had Tasha? Well, we need numbers. We need numbers, and also... If it assists your comprehension, part of the purpose of Tasha's employment would be in a training role. Fair enough. I have a question. Isn't Zero part of the A-team? How can he command the B-team and be part of the A-team? He would be in two different places at once. Simple. I will have two books running simultaneously. Did you did you forget that Zero is kind of like trillions of little robots? Yes. <laughs> okay. Wolverine was in four places at once at one point in time. Who's Wolverine? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, as a serious response to the question, uh, simply because the A-team during all of your leaves of absence will not exist. Yeah, the A-team is going to be one individual for a couple of months. And that's why we're doing this. We need to create a presence to take our place for a bit. And if they're good and worth keeping around, we can keep them around. Nice to have. And regardless of that, Ms. Highland will only be employed during your leave of absence, and not on a long-term basis. 
Okay. Oh man, I would love to poach her out from under Calvert. That'd be so fucking funny. I believe you would have to seduce her in the process. <sighs> well, Luck. I am an old man now. <laughs> I think I'd have a better shot than you. And anyone else in this room would have a better shot than you. <laughs> I've still got it, okay? I've still got the moves. You never had moves to begin with. I had the moves. Did not. I did. You had no moves. You just didn't see them. I'm very charming. Sure, sure. Look, all I'm saying is that it would piss Calvert off, and that would be very funny. I will say this, uh, there's, you, you would probably know this in character, the only w the only thing that would uh, prevent Skyjack from being permanently poached from Calvert is that, uh, is her second aspect of once hired will do the job, absolutely no outbidding, and Calvert basically has her on a lifetime contract. She's allowed to do other work, but, uh, but she's a permanent, uh, employee of Silver Security. Okay, listen. Listen, Colin, I, if you want to make, I, I I, feel like if you're going to make this like a thing, you have to give Calvert a new aspect of Dick Game Strong. <laughs> no, Christ. I can hear typing. <laughs> no, you can't. I wasn't typing anything. <laughs> That was Cat. Regardless, that concludes my list of candidates. Okay. Okay. So... I would like to seek consensus from the group as to the hiring of any or all of them. Well, Ethan's going to need a lot of work, but <laughs> bringing in... Yeah. Bringing in Tasha will actually help a lot with that she will absolutely kick his ass until he behaves right and also i yep. trust her to be on board with our messaging uh nf i don't know a goddamn thing about so like i said they seem cool from what i've interacted with them which is not that much but i got like normal kind of vibes I will trust your assessment until it is proven incorrect. I would hope that NF can at least balance out the edge coming from the other two. Oh, Ethan has no edge. He's all slime. Yes. Ethan has all the edge of a bowling ball. <laughs> when, when the team is together, do we need outside of Tasha, do we need to be assigning them if if the B team is supposed to be a, a, a developmental, do we need to assign them mentors to help them develop their power set? I have been known to assist with experimentation regarding powers. I mean, <laughs> yeah, same. What am I if not a living power set? Yeah, well, you are we'll, Megalad. We'll see if it's. I certainly am. And you are adorable. We'll see what kind of state they're in when Felix and I get back. 
by the time you... How long are you going away for, anyway? Uh, three months. Until we're not crazy anymore. <laughs> I'd imagine my work here will be done by the time you get back. So I can back zero up soon. Okay. Um, please don't give me a reason to cut my vacation short. I'll just, I'll just give you the eye. I was giving the eye to whatever comms we were talking on. It's video link. I don't know if that's like the name of it, a specific app or just something you've made up. It is now. Okay. Just zoom. I was, gi- I was giving the video link like powerful, meaningful look. Same. Unless you want to have a roll off to see who gives the most meaningful look, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. There is one additional issue, which is that I do not believe B-Team would be the correct appellation to use. Oh, absolutely not. That sucks. We need something better. I have come up with two ideas on the basis of the name Trendsenders. Uh, The first is the Avant-Garde. The second is the Trend Chasers. God, so like Trend Chasers makes like... Yeah, I feel like yes, like, they're they're subordinate to us, but that really hammers at home, and I don't like how that feels. Yeah, that that just feels demeaning. I believe you are correct. Whereas avant-garde has a more neutral tone. If we're keeping with the trend or that kind of imagery, then experimenters or prototypes maybe not quite there but I like the direction you're going in I believe that is the meaning of avant-garde within a fashion context yes but avant-garde is just going to get made fun of yeah people's going to think we're hipsters I'm far too old for that wish there was like a singular term for when a trend comes back around. Retro. You know it's retro. Yeah, but that just, that doesn't work either. No, that's like the ST, the ST is. (laughs) Old people. That's where Tasha's at. That's you. I'm not retro. You are a retro team of one. We're literally an idea that returned. Yes, but... Uh, well, I consider myself part of the A-team. I, I, I frown a little. <laughs> I look visibly upset. <laughs> you know what? Perhaps the new hotness. Oh, no. that's... Veto. Mm-hmm. I use my veto. I use my no, veto see, but I actually, for that one. I actually kind of like that. It's your... No. Absolutely not. Oh, but that's so good to say, though. We're the <laughs> no. new hotness. It's your fault we're the trendsetters to begin with. You and your hashtag trending joke all those years ago. I thought that was my joke. I've never... I have no idea what we established in the law. <laughs> It was definitely my joke, and it was definitely very funny at the time. We still have the trademark on hashtag trending. 
our team logo is literally a hashtag. A logo? Since we are not using that team name anymore, perhaps we could loan that out. Why don't we just call them hashtag? Perfect. Hashtag is unfortunately genericized and cannot be trademarked. Fuck. We could do a hashtag trending. Call it a thro the throwback to the beginner team. Hmm. Wait, yeah, what about hashtag throwback? trending and we're, and we're validated now. What about throwback? Uh, again, like it gives the idea of age. Like if we were recruiting just like older retired superhero sure but if we're the hashtag trending is fine yeah still like the prototypes I'm sure they'll reject it I'm sure they as a team will actually come up with something on their own yes they as a team Colin <laughs> groundbreakers <laughs> oh groundbreakers that's actually got some punch to it. I like it. We can't let them steal our name. We're hashtag trending. It is taken. Is, is it? it? By, by whom? We'll beat them up. <laughs> <laughs> now this team that Bobbin's going to spend a fate point on establishing. <laughs> uh, no, no, there's no fate point on establishing this. I'm, I'm letting him go free with this one. And just be us in any way. Well, fuck it. I don't care if it's taken. We're using it. <laughs> we'll make it better. We've got better lawyers. <laughs> we have a stronger brand presence, and that's all that matters. If there's one thing I have always been very passionate about, it's our brand presence. It's all you talk about. Yeah. I have this 50-slide presentation, if you'll let me. What's the first thing you said when you got back? Do we still have the trademark? <laughs> I actually asked about the marketing, but okay. We'll we'll float some of these ideas past them when we gather them up. So we'll we'll get the three of them, and also Mooncat, and then my new recruit. Okay. All right. Does anyone else have any new business? Uh, if not, we can. I think we can wrap this meeting up. I'll, I'll be back. Before too long. I did have one thing to add. A yes. Be sure to have fun. Well, thank you. We will. Thank you. All right, I think that covers it. Good meeting, everyone. There's coffee and donuts in the break room. There is actually not any coffee. I try and call it coffee. That explains a lot. Come here, you. Let's run off some of this caffeine. Yeah, all right. There is donuts, so I did actually get donuts on the way here. Get them when we get back. Good. Okay.
Okay, we're just gonna immediately turn around and continue with the B team stuff. Like, actually get them set up. All right, yeah. Um, Zero, I would like to have present for this. Felix can be present if Ape would like. I'll be hanging around in the background, I guess. All right, so uh, they're all at least willing to come and listen to your pitch. Mooncat arrives first because in like full regalia, uh, voice changer, like maybe not on anymore because like nobody, because she's not a public figure, but uh, but it exists. Um, Naga Fireball arrives next. Then it's the Witch Morgana. Like, Hell the, yeah. Yeah. Good. And um, Good. Okay, but which one? <laughs> you didn't tell us. Uh, Skyjack arrives af- uh, after Morgana and then um, showing up. He says it's fashionably late. Everybody just says uh, he's being an asshole and just showing up late. It's, it's a sure shot. No, the second he walks to the door, I'm just like standing there a couple feet away. I got my arms crossed. Late. Penalty. <laughs> no bagel for you. Fashionably late. Cool. No such thing. Nope. Not in this house. <laughs> So we have bagels for everyone except for you, late boy. For reference, fashionably late refers to parties and events. This is not a party nor an event. This is a job interview. <laughs> kind of a party. Until we get the party started. Somebody get Aquaman out of here. Or Hydro Man or whatever. Now you you're regretting cracking both your beers early. <laughs> I have no regrets. And please, I have more beers. Of course you do. Never doubt it. Anyway, he just kind of shrugs and heads to, like, join the rest rest of everybody. I have everybody standing. All right. Welcome, everybody. As Zero said, this is effectively a job interview, although it is potentially the easiest interview of your life, because we want you. There's been some changes, and a few more are incoming. I'm sure you've noticed that neither of the Mega Lads are present. That will come to an end after a period, but that period is a little bit indeterminate. Yeah, Linda goes, yeah, I was going to ask about that, thanks. Hmm. Poltergeist has had to leave the planet in order to handle some deep space issues, again, for an indeterminate amount of time. Um, I'm only going to roll for one character, so you're only trying to deceive Skyjack. So please roll Deception. She is going to roll Empathy. Eight to one, Skyjack. I rolls completely uh, neutral. That's a one. That's a tie. That's a tie. Mm. That's bullshit, mm. but I believe it. Well, that, that's bullshit, but I, now is not the time to ask. Right, pretty much. Pretty much. That's yeah, bullshit, I'll take but now that. is not the time to ask. She, yeah. she gets a read on me, but she's not going to challenge it. Right. Uh, she wasn't going to anyway, even like on a success because she's like more professional in that, but like definitely now she's like, mm, that's bullshit, but uh, ask about it in private, I guess. 
Additionally, Sundog and I are going to have to go to Europe for a couple of months to handle some business. No, we are not able to talk about it. So that is effectively going to leave Zero here alone in the city for a couple of months. No bueno. And they're very good. But even they are not that good. So we need to put together a team to fill our shoes while we are gone. We're workshopping the name. Right now we've got Groundbreakers. Uh, Ethan says, isn't there already a team with Groundbreakers in it? We have more brand power. Kind of skeevy. I dig it. You will operate directly underneath our... I kind of roll my eyes and shrug my shoulders. Brand Umbrella. You will publicly exist as our B-team. You will work as a team to fill the gaps that our absences create, both in terms of acting as supers, protecting the peace, and also advancing our collective political goals. Just kind of filling in while we're not here. They all seem to, at least none of them raise any stinks about this so far, so. You will be paid for this. This is not charity work you will be doing. This is a paid position. Immediately, Ethan goes, so is there like a thing I need to sign or? Yes, but only after the conclusion of the interview. Cool. Zero will be passing out paperwork. This also potentially extends past our collective return. If you all demonstrate that you are a useful group to have under our umbrella, this can continue in perpetuity. Or if we just like the cut of your jib. Not sure what a jib is, but if we like the cut of it. Is it the part of a ship? It is one of the triangular sails at the head of a relatively modern sailing vessel. Hey, I'm smart. It was notably different when produced by different nationalities. Therefore, liking the cut of someone's jib means that you appreciate the fact that they are from the same country as you. It's the sort of thing you learn when you're part of a team. And I would like to say, by the way, that um, Skyjack uh, Island would definitely have been given like prior notice about all right. of this and about her role as sort of a uh, group leader right. before right. this moment. Okay. In fact, uh, speaking of speaking of which, uh, Ethan actually actually says, "So I get why you've got me, you've got the water chick, and you've got the the, the cat burglar, but why are we hanging out with uh, with with Veloss's mom?" And uh, Tasha goes, "Hey, hey, Ethan, come here and try and punch me real quick." He just shrugs, walk up to her, and just takes a swing. And as soon as he starts swinging, she like... I would like to interdict. <laughs> I do not want our B-team's, like, day zero 
opening with our team, the, the members of the team committing violence against each other. Your point. That was probably a really important learning experience for Ethan. I'll give you the chance. I have not said what Ethan would do after the after the fact. Cry. So it might have a point. If you want to go ahead and try and interject, or if you want to go ahead and interject, you can. Do you want me to roll? I'm going to do it, but I don't know if you want me okay. to roll. Uh, how are you interjecting? Ethan, do not go up there. She's going to punch you in the face. No, no, I'm going to physically, like, put myself in the middle. Tasha and I have sparred. You know, I mostly do it with Calvert, but she shows up on occasion. I know how she fights. I know how it looks when she is just gearing up to deck somebody. So... I want to swap myself, like, in the middle of them, put my hand on Ethan's, the one that he is, like, raising to try and hit her, and with my other hand, like, put the one I know that Tasha is going to lead with. Uh, sure, go ahead and, um, enroll swap, uh, to try and defend Ethan. Uh, we'll say I'll... We'll say it's equal to the difficulty of Tasha's fight score, which is five. Okay. I roll a five. You roll a five, so you can succeed at a cost. I'll do that. All right. The cost will be narrative. It'll come up later. Uh, uh, you, you do that, and Tasha just... You, you've been working with Tasha long enough that you know certain looks, and she gives you a look like, like we're talking about this later. It's a very mom look. You stop me from punching that jerk. I catch the look and then I turn to bodily face Ethan and I answer his question. She's here because she is the head of Silver Security's personnel, is an excellent hand-to-hand -hand combatant, and has more experience at doing this kind of shit than everybody in this room combined doubled. I used to be a pirate kid. Think about that. Literally better than you. <laughs> and Ethan just sort of like shrugs and moves back to where he was standing before. Which is why I say, like, moving away from the group to where I was, addressing them all now, she answers only to zero, and all of you answer to her. Potentially. You know. No, right out of the gate. She is the head of B-Team. Well, if they agree, then not all of them agree. Ethan, get away from the bagel. Get away from the bagel. Get <laughs> He's like, fine, fine, fine. Slap his hand. <laughs> uh, at that, at which point, Gabby just, Gabby just says, um, all right, sure, I'll consider it. And, uh, and Skyjack looks at Mooncat and goes, I know your rep reputation you do well enough by yourself that I won't need to 
order you around too much, but please respect my uh, decisions if you if I give you an order. And Mooncat goes, fair enough. If it makes you feel any better, you're second in command here, because I actually trust you to run things correctly. She kind of like perks up in that and goes, that does make me feel better. Thank you. The rest of you, and I regard Ethan, NF, and Morgana, are all going to be peers in this. We are generally speaking pretty anti-hierarchy in this organization, but for someone completely, for, for a completely untested group, we need to establish a chain of command. And we acknowledge that each of you has several years of experience. When we say untested group, we are referring to the aspect of teamwork, not of individual merit. Individual merit is why you were selected. Sure, Shotgoes. Well, this this sort of SCS, so yeah, I guess I'm in. You may now have a bagel. Thank you. He grabs in everything. Question, Colin. About yes. sure shot. Hmm. Does he just use like bog standard arrows? For the most part, yes, but he does have trick arrows as well. You'll be a okay. green arrow XP, I'm sure. Well, see, you joke, but I was literally like going into that. Yeah. Very good. Now that I have your ascent in particular, number one, you should pick a new working name. I'm sure you're attached, but also, let's be real here, that name has not served you well. You should consider something else. But also, where did I put that fucking thing? Here we go. I find a business card. I hold it out to him. This is a uh, support item developer in the city, a guy by the name of Argento. You're going to take this. You are going to use my name. And if he ever asks you about picking two, you are going to say quality and speed. And you are going to get an upgrade to that quiver that I expect you to get very good at using. Cool. He takes the, uh... Takes the colors card. And he, like, puts it in the pocket in one of in his jacket. Naga Fireball goes... I mean... Unless the Vindicators come knocking at my door asking if I want to join, I'm literally not going to get a better deal. So, I think I am in. Brad. It all depends on, you know, how certain people act and Ethan from the other room goes, you don't have to talk about me like I'm not here. I mean, kind of just call uh, your shit to your face. It's kind of, <laughs> we're, we're not really going to change doing that. Think of it as, in addition to everything else, an opportunity to reinvent yourself from the ground up, Salisbury. Mooncat goes, I mean, I was in technically years ago, so yes, 
I don't see why I wouldn't. Yeah, but now more so. We're asking for more hours from you now, which you've always rankled at. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't second in command on this, I would be very angry at you. But yes, Morgana will say, Um, yeah, sure. I'll go for it. Why not? Miss Skyjack. They have their work cut out for them. So I'll mold them into something usable at the very least. Okay, awesome. I absolutely now, um, believe in you. Part of your agreement here is that if you do punch them in the face, and we know which of them we are referring to, uh, do not hospitalize them. We are not asking you to not not punch them in the face, but just don't put <laughs> don't don't put them in the hospital. She sort of gives a sarcastic snap of her fingers and goes, "Dang, you solved right through my cunning plan." All right now, one last thing before I hand it over to Zero to we'll run through expected operations and hand out forms. When I said advancing our political goals, there's a lot of stuff, and we don't expect you to pick it all up right away. But I want to establish a sort of ground-level ethos for you all to think about. And that's that there are obviously going to be extreme situations. You might recall some number of months ago there was the terrorist attack in the First National Bank. And we had to solve that by beating the shit out of a couple of people until they were either captured or ran away. That is the exception to our rule. This team is about systemic change in this city and encouraging it abroad. And that does not happen via overt violence and jail time. If the subjects of your actions leave in an ambulance or a cop car, you should consider the mission of failure. Your primary goals will be to detain, open up dialogue, determine motive, and then try to figure out how to fix it to the best of your abilities. Of course, Zero will be available for consulting on that, and in particularly stressful situations, Sundog and I will also be reachable. But if you are going to have a long-term presence on this team, you are going to need to develop the kinds of conversational skills and specialties to disabling and detaining without brutalizing people in order to forward the mission of the Trendsetters. Brian raises his hand. Go ahead. That, that doesn't apply to dudes like Transistor Tyrant, right? If the Transistor Tyrant shows up, we can beat the shit out of him, right? If the Transistor Tyrant shows up, we are dropping everything and coming back to handle that shit ourselves. We will not put that in your lap. But to actually answer your question, no, that doesn't apply to dudes like him. Also does not cool. apply to like uh, drones like uh, the Rampires. They are free game. Um... 
Anything else that does not have a consciousness would also apply to that. Part of the next couple of months is going to be you all developing your judgment on these situations and determining what level of force is necessary. But do keep in mind that part of the reason you were chosen is that you have already demonstrated the ability to exercise discretion in such matters. Skyjack goes, except me, I'm just here to lead. I never really talk to, talk to anybody down. Not my, not my style. I'll try it if I'm out on the field. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to start. Well, I mean, start give up or I will shoot but... your kneecaps off as a valid uh, negotiating tactic. Ah. I think you're undercutting my my attempt to to be genuine here, Sundog. But yes, that is. No, I'm, I'm true. like I'm saying like you don't have to be like reasoning with them and just say, hey, give up or I will put you in a world of hurt. That's also valid. So what, what gets the job done? I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I believe that you are underestimating your accomplishments within the world of human resources. Most of my human resources involve organizing a paramilitary force to go shoot at superheroes who go too far. So no, I don't, but I appreciate the attempt. They do require discipline, and it is your department that administers it. This is true. Also, to be clear, Tosh, to the greatest extent possible, I would like you in the field. All right. Fair enough. So, any other questions? Nothing? Okay. As I said, Handing it over to Zero now. Take it away, boss. So the next fucking day, Felix and I finally leave the country. All right. Okay. So I know this you usually teleport around so this is your first time doing this do not I know it's going to be tempting but do not keep do not stay awake during the jaunt take the sleeping powder later just take the sleeping gas they give you just stay knocked out do not do it I've seen the after effects it is not pretty okay okay I'm leaving this one mostly hands off like you this is your guys time to shine honestly oh I I don't know. Ape, do you actually want to do a thing, or do we want to just, like, have this pass in the background? Uh, I have... <laughs> okay, I, I mean, if, if this was if this was just a pass thing in the background, then I can we can switch it over to Megalad if you want. Six more weeks pass. It's kind of what I was thinking. You know, yeah. we can give kind of the basic outline of we would spend the first month in France, because Robin's never been, and Felix is very familiar, and they are very eager to see where half of his family comes from. Points of dad's balls. And then Robin wants to spend the second month in Italy. Basically, they want to find some, like, villa that isn't occupied somewhere vacations here in the winter for some reason. And so they just squat in some rich dude's villa for a month. <laughs> oh, this kicks ass. 
and enjoy being in Italy. And then I don't actually know where we want to go for the third month. Ape? Ideas? I kind of always wanted to tool around Germany. You might want to avoid the northern part of Germany, but yes, that is actually what I was going to suggest as well. There is, <laughs> there is one day in that leg of the trip where Robin walks right up to the Kestoran border and just stares. There are actually guards posted at the border. They're they're kind of like the um, the British uh, guards, where like no matter what you do, uh, like you can he say whatever you want. Feces. You can you can say whatever you want, and they won't uh, they will not react. The minute you put your hand across the border, they will fucking open fire. They will take the hand. I'm not looking to fuck with anybody. I'm not looking to start anything. I just walk. I put my toes on the line and I stare menacingly. They just they just stand there unfazed. Like people, some people do this all the time. They have orders to if if they are not in the border. You don't do anything. The second they cross the border, you've got free reign. And then a sharp gust of wind hits you in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I take enough steps back so that it won't put me over the line. And then I reach my hand out open towards... I'm assuming this is like a small enough plot of land that I can see Castle Castora from the border. Um. The wind intensifies. Depends. Like, I'll say yeah. I reach my hand out towards Castle Castora and I just make a, like, grasp, squeeze motion. I'm crashing I... you. I'm crashing, crashing you. your head. <laughs> crashing your head. Then I turn around and leave. Sundog takes a picture of you crushing Castle, Castle Castora with your hand. So, like, are you guys actually robots or just dudes pretending to be robots? There's <laughs> a meaningful fly. difference. Okay, I'm gonna take a photo. Uh, you guys, on the count of on the count of three, everybody says cheese. Okay, I'm doing a selfie. <laughs> One, two, three, cheese. Cheese. Ah, uh, you guys didn't. This one blinked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell your boss I hate him. See you later. <laughs> Megalad. Hello. Megalad the Older. Ah. You have been hanging around in Deco City for a night or two, a day or two. Um, and uh, about a week. Or maybe less than a couple of days. It's, it's gonna be. It's gonna definitely be less than that. Um, it's okay. gonna be only like a couple of days. So you've been you've been hanging around like two, three days, and uh, you notice that there's not any riots going on. There's no uprising against the um, the establishment that, you know, Switch was calling for, and it's mostly because Deco City's a much different place than Halcyon, so, like, Switch probably did something but uh but for, from what you can tell there's no 
mass protests. There's no riots. There's no drawing and quartering of landlords. Um, so what do you do when you realize that, no, the revolution will not be happening? Uh, I guess I sort of track down Coyote Man and let him know that I'm leaving. Nothing to do. Yeah, Coyote Man goes, yeah, um, I didn't think it would really do anything because if it was as easy as a speech on the television, I would not be needed. But I appreciate you sticking around, but um, yeah, I think it's better, better if you move on and uh, let me handle my city. Fair enough. I don't want to be a target. It was nice working with you. You as well. So, uh, with that, what do you do? What does Megalad do now that uh, now that he's not needed in Deco City? Well, if I go back to Halcyon, it's going to be embarrassing. I mean, I did make a big, big deal out of staying. It's going to get awkward. People are going to ask questions. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know. Sundog will have some quip and then Switch will be Switch and the robot won't care, but I need, uh, it's, what I need is somewhere where I can make myself useful for a bit. Um, give me a second. Let me just pull up a map of the United States real quick. St. Louis, I will say, like, doesn't have, like, a huge super, um, population. Like, villain, like super villains will pop up every once in a while and make a big fuss, but uh, there's there's definitely, like, not nearly as many uh, superheroes in St. Louis as there is in, like, Halcyon or New York City or L.A., which are, like, the big three United States uh, cities that feature superheroes uh, regularly going at it. Like, I think in my notes I have, like, most other cities only have, like, one or two heroes. I think we sort of said that, yeah, there's like one or two lower tier ones here, and that's about it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so what do you do in St. Louis for your uh, for your couple of weeks that uh, that you're here for? Wasn't it like three months? How much was it? I would say it was a couple of months, wasn't it? Was it a couple of months? It might have. The, the amount of time that you need to be here. <laughs> <laughs> the X months. <laughs> the X amount of time. I guess I start. Well, I don't know. Well, I think we'd established that maybe there was one or two super villain attacks for plot stuff because there needs to be. Um, so yeah, I'll deal with one of those or all of okay. those because the local heroes wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Don't know what that looks like. I mean, it's this is up to you. Like, you're you're in charge at this point. Like, I'm letting you montage this shit. Okay, so the time I spend in St. Louis um, mostly is sort of dealing with street threats, um, st- street crankers. As with a lot of cities that aren't Halcyon, there's not really much in the way of social programs. So people are economically driven to crime. Um, you also get the few who are just doing it for the thrill for like frill seeking or because they want because they think that they can sort of get away with it beat the heroes that kind of thing and you know where possible I do try and 
take it down as non-violently as possible. Although, unlike in Halcyon, I don't necessarily agree that people leaving in a police car is a failure. I think that justice requires some level of deterrent, but it's about making sure that no one gets hurt. So, and here to hear first, uh, Megalad is not a cab. It's true. Well, it's it's more like there's a there's a po- there's <laughs> nope, a point. Nope, it's too late. You've you've said it already. Megalad yeah, well, isn't a cab. <laughs> well, it's 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 more like there's a there's a point to things, and so you know it depends on the crime as well. Like if I see someone steal a purse off an old lady, I'm probably just gonna take the purse back and tell them to do something else. But if I see someone doing armed robbery, I'm gonna sort of knock them out destroy the guns and then let the police take them away because someone could have got killed doing that. So it's... it's anyway. Letting the response meet your jobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's... it's that, that's my level of heroing when there's no one else around to try and give me orders is sort of trying to save as many people I can, but, you know, justice does require, at times, punishment and a deterrent as well as rehabilitation. And it's about making sure... Um, I don't know if you've got sort of a very low tier, but ranging villain to hand. Not really. I didn't think too much on it. Like I was going to let you just like bas- basically the the whole deal is like this is just a little montage of you. Yeah, yeah I'm like, not doing helping out St. Louis. So during my two months there, there's um, sort of one major, well, major medium sort of level supervillain attack from from the cyborg ape organization Sons of Gordrilla. <laughs> he, he runs an island now. This yeah, part this... of the United Nations. <laughs> Splinter Group, I guess? Yeah, the Splinter Group Sons of Gordrilla. <laughs> okay. Not to be uh, associated with the real Sons of Gordrilla, the children of Gordrilla, or just Godrilla and Sons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a lot of cyborg apes now. <laughs> There's a bunch of them now. He's not special anymore. Just basically look up all the names of IRA subgroups and use those if you ever need these guys <laughs> in the same again. <laughs> so the Sons of Godrilla <laughs> do... What, what would the Sons of Godrilla do? I don't know drill-based shit if they're anything like their, their inspiration. Uh, the Sons of Godrilla decide that the St. Louis uh, subway system has gotten out of hand. They're going to they drill... A subway system? They do now. This is fantasy. <laughs> this, this is true. This is true. You can make it happen. In this universe, St. Louis has a subway system. <laughs> and they decide that... Only they could be underground. No trains allowed. So they're trying to undermine <laughs> one of the most the central line. Oh, I love it. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely love it. Yeah, the, the Sons of Gordrilla aren't into like ape emancipation or anything. It's just what can we do with drills? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, how do you stop them? I'm not going to make you vote. Just how the fuck do you stop them? I mean, I snipe them. I guess I, I learn what they're up to. I find a position. And I just. Destroy their drills. Okay. <laughs> and then there's a minor event as well. Some guy with laser eyes. I know. I, I I always seem to go to holding up a bank, but I feel a guy with laser eyes joins a bank robbing crew. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 
he joins a bank robbing crew, and I guess like you go in there and use your super speed to like just punch them all down. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Um. And you know, I do a couple of interviews for the press, that kind of thing, and then eventually, it's been a little while, and I decide, you know what, it's not going to be embarrassing if I go back home now. So. All right. And so you head back to Halcyon. Like you can travel to the center of the universe in like two days. Like it's it's a nothing trip for you. Yeah, yeah. the only thing I got to do is slow down slightly in order to avoid like running into planes. <laughs> uh, so I arrive at the base, and I guess Zero is still awake. Zero doesn't ever sleep, so. Yeah, same. We established that for the old one. <laughs> I'm fundamentally not really a human at this point. And in my case, I have enough backup nanites that there's always some that are going through the recharge cycle and the rest are always on duty. Well, uh, Deco City is reasonably safe for the time being. How's things here? How's it going with the groundbreakers? As I believe Robin would put it, things are not on fire. Therefore, they are going well. I'll take a look, look at them soon, but I need a favor. I think I, I, I mentioned it before, but when I was at the center of the universe, there was a hospital where I think things were going wrong with the machines there. They were avoiding what I guess I would call human rights in favor of perfect treatment or health above all else, avoiding matters of capacity. Health above all else. Indeed. I can't do much with machines and I think I need a fresh pair of eyes on the situation there as well. Something I mean it's unusual from observations of other universes for the sense to be as occupied as it is to begin with but something didn't seem right with me. Do you do you have time? Can we go? At the moment, the secondary team is currently off the clock. Therefore, I have all the time in the world. But before we leave, I was not aware that there was an establishable center of the universe. Um, well, it's a bit complex. I guess what I would call the center is the point where the energy that I use originates from though it may not always be in the, in fact I believe physics dictates that there cannot be an actual centre it's kind of the origin point the big of the Big Bang Pending further data, I believe it would be at least fair to say that it is the center of your universe. <laughs> My universe is your universe. 
from what I have seen, that is not always the case. Hmm. Well, uh, we have two options. We can f we can fly there, or we can be there. The option that requires less time would seem to be the uh, more advantageous choice. Okay, uh, Colin, I think I've not actually used portals in practice, so... Um, yeah, go, go ahead and explain it. You have exactly once, and that's when you jumped into Eskridge's office in DC with Sundog to get shot at a lot. Okay, it's yeah. been like a thousand sessions since then. Um, <laughs> So how portals work is I spend a fate point to appear anywhere where someone I know or have seen in a vision is or somewhere I know about. I don't often use it on Earth because I can just be somewhere very fast, but Central Universe took two days before. This is going to be instant. And yeah. I figure it's a, it's a portal, so although it's not named in the move, I would assume that it opens some kind of yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't physical portal. If you've so been... I will rule that if you have been somewhere before, all you have to do is spend the fate point. You don't have to roll in order to uh, get there. Oh, no, no, no. That's how it works anyway. As long as I've... It's where it's... Oh. Yeah. Oh. Spend, that's literally the wording is I can... Okay. ...appear anywhere where someone I know or have seen in a vision is or somewhere I know about for the cost of a fate point. I have to use visions to go somewhere I don't know about first. So uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so, yeah. More the to the point, point, I guess. Yeah. I guess what I'm asking is, it's more like a a, a Doctor a Doctor Strange portal where I'm making like a hole and I can bring people along with me. Okay, yeah, 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 that's fine. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I take us to well, there was kind of a a, a a customs area where you had to sort of state what you were there for. I'm not going straight to the hospital because I think that it's better to do things formally. So I take us to the sort of dock area where you have to sort of sign in. All right. Um, so yeah, there's a, a sign-in area, uh, and they they scan basically they scan you, make a lad. They realize that you've been here before, and then uh, and then they ask for uh, Nikolai to uh, basically sign in. So how do you register yourself, Nikolai? Artificial Sofont. No, like name and as well. Like it's a basically a guest book. NC-11. Okay. Just making sure. So yeah, um they then allow you to uh to go into the Dyson Sphere. There's a big old like trench that you can area where you can like uh enter in um has its own atmosphere. It would be able to, to encompass our sun if there was a sun involved, but there is not. Instead, there's the, the dimensional energy, which is also like sealed off inside of it, um, inside of another like small, smaller sphere inside. Um, and when you get there, uh, as you go in, a very sleek looking black drone with um with like blue highlights uh comes up and says um and C11 you are requested to 
speak with uh to speak with Halcyon. Look over at Megalad. Oh. Halcyon. How do they know about Halcyon out here? Um I got electromagnetic senses, sure. Let's um I just want to roll super senses over this thing. Okay. You did really good. Um, yeah, what's my know? A standard drone. There's, there's no, there's no obvious booby traps attached to it. Like it's not going to, exp- it's not going to explode or anything. Um, it's receiving a signal from a very specific point in the Dyson sphere, but, uh, but aside from that, it seems like a very simple drone that has like one purpose, which is to fly over, give the invitation, and then like lead you guys back. Okay, with the six, do I, do I have any idea as to whose drone it is? No, because you've only been here once ever. I will actually like to roll academics because I got that packet of information from the host about effectively random yet important bits of universal information. So there's a chance that this place might be hauntingly familiar. I don't want to say no, but what I am going to say is that it is going to be a an extremely difficult role uh so it's actually going to be i know difficulties are usually only supposed to go up to eight i'm gonna say this is 10. well i I would like to counter so to speak by saying i'm not necessarily asking for like direct information about this encounter so much as just sort of a, a bit more background information about A, the Dyson Sphere, and B, the make of the drone. Right, yeah, I, and that's it's still a very large unknown, so it's still going to be a difficulty 10. All right, well, let's see what I can at least start with. That's a three. Yep, just the average. So, um, yeah, you basically cannot pull up any information on this, and the lack of information is kind of interesting to you um, because I'm trying this thing where like fail, like even failures give you some information. I'm trying, trying to get better at failing forward here. Um, Lack of information is just as interesting as any information that you would bring up because it implies that the, the host exists in, existed in every dimension at the same time, always. And to not have any information on this Dyson Sphere is kind of interesting, considering, like, he would definitely have been able to, like, come here at some point and look at it. So, like, it, so something was going on that, um, that prevent mm, that just, like... or... Yeah. Yeah. Leaves. Either, either he had no interest in it, or he just didn't even know about its existence, and either one is, like, kind of an interesting tidbit. Yeah. Um, I mean, law-wise, the host exists between much like every other one of the seven. Right. And so just to verbalize it, what I say is, curious, for this Dyson sphere surrounding a deposit of dimensional energy, I would have expected that at least some of my surviving records appropriated from the host would mention such an artifact. And yet I find no hint of its existence. 
Not even a sense of vague familiarity. All I, all I know is this Dyson sphere in itself is unusual in the context of everything. I leave it to you. What would you like to do? The hospital or should we, should we do this first? The invitation, I presume, is more time sensitive. Agreed. Therefore, please lead on. Uh, the, the drone just simply turns around and leads you to an area that, um, it's a large building and it honestly kind of reminds you of Clockwork Futures a little bit. Um, it's much larger in scale and definitely has had like several like iterations of generational uh, architecture um, style built onto it, but it kind of gives you that vibe and it leads you to a tower that's like sticking out of the top and it just leads you directly to the top of the tower at which point a uh, an opening just from the wall uh, appears like the, do the door here must be like molecule thin in order to just make it look like it's part of the wall keep let's keep our guards up and when you enter there you see a humanoid robot that's very much in the style of that drone. Um, very sleek, black, um, blue highlights. Uh, and it says, uh, Greeting. I am Nanite Colony 1877, also known as Nikila Cleats or Halcyon. Uh, this seems like a you thing, Zero. It does. As a matter of fact, it would appear to be more of a me thing than usual. What I want to know is... Sorry, before you begin, Halcyon, how long have you been here? To determine the exact amount of time is difficult to say because time travel is involved, essentially. That was going to be my second question. Should you be here in this universe? Yes. We belong here. This is We are a part of this universe. It just happens that we are not technically supposed to be a part of this universe yet. Okay, and we well, won't be for several hundred thousand years. You are, therefore you have always been. Hmm. I believe that we have entered the domain of my missing half. Yes, the other Nanite Colony 11 eventually found its way here and tapped into the dimensional energy in an unusual way. And thus, the city of Halcyon grew and evolved and eventually became 
unsupportable by Earth. Therefore, it created a Dyson Sphere and moved it here to be powered by the dimensional energy found at this center. Curious. I'm glad that you decided to come to me before going to your intended goal because the virus that infects the hospital would have overwritten your programming in an instant. It is far more advanced than anything you would be capable of defending against. And being based on a future iteration, I imagine it is more difficult to defend against than usual. Correct. In order to defend... In order to defend the central hub, I had to essentially disconnect the hospital to the rest of me and let it operate on its own. Is the malfunction anything that we are capable of assisting with? Did sufficient records survive to provide an explanation of Megalad's power set? It did, yes. And... There is potential for you to help, but I I do not want you going there because, like I said, the virus would essentially be able to infect your systems and have you become part of it. And that is unacceptable to me. If you're from the future, viruses... Well, tech-wise, viruses have counter-programs, vaccines of a sort. I've been trying to work on one, but without a sample that is safe for me to work with, it is quite difficult. I do not wish to open the main mainframe to attack, considering the main mainframe runs the entire Dyson Sphere. I am essentially the Dyson Sphere in its entirety. Forgive me if I'm... You're both nanites. Which means that you can... The extent to which I am nanites is so far removed from the 11th iteration of me that you would not even... You would not be able to have a good sense on how I work and operate. It's... It's come a long way in 1,866 iterations. Have you achieved singular molecular nanotechnology? That was established around Nanite Colony 1,262. Ah, so relatively recent. Something to look forward to. Presumably, you're base, if you're based off 11... I am based off the 11 the same way you are based off of amino acids in the sludge in the beginning of time on Earth. I am Windows 3. This is Windows 12. With a sample of the virus, you could potentially create a disconnected antivirus, or at least a disconnected analysis. This is true, but once again, I do not wish to risk exposure to the mainframe. I was extremely lucky that the virus itself was contained to the hospital and just the hospital. If I had acted even milliseconds later, it probably would have spread to 
far more of the Dyson Sphere. The point is that, presumably with a sample, there would be a potential for for, for a, a, a counter, or at least some work towards a counter. Correct. What would you need for a sample? A piece of the hospital nanite robots. With your help, I am sure I could set something up away from the Dyson Sphere. Getting off-planet has been difficult for me. Are you able to suspend an object temporally? Ah, I've never thought about it. Suspending an object temporally would require... What would it require? An understanding of time? Well, time is just another force in the universe. And the alternative time is just going back, find the branch, move the branch. Let's see. Let's see. In this case, it would be to hold the branch. Hold the branch. Just hold the branch. Just hold the branch. Just hold the branch. Ah, Let's see if I just remove... If I remove speed, then... That's the same as beast. Yes. Yes. I believe I could, I think I have the, the base understanding. After all, having been in the in between and seeing different places move at different times, I think I have a shot. At least against something that isn't animate. I could try. Yes. As certainly for something without free will, without choice, a machine, an object. Yes. 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 I think I have it. An idea. I'm going to go ahead and spend that fate point now. Okay. Well, that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I've acquired that power. I'm, or at least I've acquired an idea. I'm establishing at this point it's only for yeah. inorganic stuff. If I want yeah, to yeah. against organic, I'm going to spend another. All right, yeah. So, yeah, congratulations. You can do it. Okay, okay, okay. Is there, What can Zero do to help? If NC1877 is amenable... I would like to stay here and absorb what upgrades my nanites are capable of receiving. That is acceptable to me. Though, know this, I will put certain restrictions on what upgrades you can, which you can, um, which upgrades you can and cannot take, simply to preserve the timeline. I do not wish to cause a temporal tear in in reality, that would destroy this Dyson Sphere and therefore mess with the timeline. That is agreeable. In addition, I believe there is some merit to having two forks of the NC project. Agreed. At some point, though, 1877, we need to establish why you're here. Although you're from this universe, your presence may still... Uh, I am here to solve a problem 
which has plagued the universe for billions of years. Your presence attacks attention from outside. That is the exact kind of attention I am trying to destroy. Interesting. Okay. Rip a bit off a robot. I can do this. I can do this. Of course I can do this. I guess I go to the hospital because I know where it is. Yeah. Yeah, you go to the hospital. Uh, there's. It's not as fucking crazy because there's not a uh, an immortal biker who, with amnesia trying to break out. Uh, so the um. So you get to uh, one of the nursing units, um, the the ones that are like green tinted, and uh, and it goes greetings. How may I help you today? I guess. In order to get the best sample, I need to know, I need the doctor units, or at least, or some kind of hospital administrator. Taking a nurse unit. Will they be equally infected? Hmm. I don't think I can see the code. No, I'm absolutely putting it 100%. You cannot see the code, no matter what bullshit powers you have. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm, putting uh, a I'm, I'm not Neo. Please, this is the <laughs> Matrix. Um, what I can see, though, is the signal, is at least the signals. So if it's robots, they'll be getting commands from somewhere. So I'd like to use super senses to at least have a think have a look at the network involved okay um go ahead and roll super senses difficulty what's what's your bonus it's plus three difficulty five uh, okay that's a two that's not a five that's an upside down five actually well i don't think i have any any concepts or aspects that really apply to this let me let me take a look here let me take a look at can i spend fate points on uh 1877's behalf i mean if 1877 wants to help then sure yeah no no 1877 would love for this to be solved actually yeah uh 1877 will uh spend an aspect protect those all all those in my vast site so that's a four i guess and then you can spend you can spend one of your fate points. Uh, like, I don't really want to. I've still got another Megalad, but I'll spend precise cosmic power, but I'm not spending any more fate points on this character. Okay. So it seems like the main infection is coming from the doctor units. Uh, there's more than just uh, A17 slash uh, BB6QL, but, um, but you can just like pick any of them and it will essentially like get you what you need. Okay, so from talking to 1877, it just wants a body part. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know these things can be destroyed because I've seen Lobo destroy one. Not Lobo, um. You know what I mean? Crecto. Sarah, Crecto me. Yeah, I've I've seen Crecto destroy them, so I know that they are vulnerable, and I know that there's not really much in the way of reprisal for destroying them. Because they didn't resist in any way. (laughs) I'm just going to go to one of the um, doctor units that I can now identify, and I'm just going to rip its head off. (laughs) Rip its head off? Okay. Um, 
go well, ahead and uh, you know, the, the hat is that, that I, no no I I, like, I thought you were gonna go for, no, no I it's it's not that it's not that I thought you were gonna go for an arm or something like I I wasn't expecting to go straight for the head I was expecting like arm leg a hand no you're just going to go straight for the head which is fine like I it's great um go ahead and roll fight it's gonna be fight checks. I was originally going to go for an arm or a leg, but then I remembered the model I, uh, in Outer Space NPCs. You've made them kind of human-shaped, as I recall, so I figured that the CPU or equivalent would be in the head. Okay, yeah, no, fine, that's fair. Uh, just go ahead and roll opposed fight checks. Um, okay. Yeah, B2. Okay. Um, Can we just say that it's uh, because it's a doctor robot? It's got sort of this cartoonishly simple, but pleasing face on it. That's a free. <laughs> so yeah, you just rip this thing's head off, and uh, and like it stands there for a second, and then a new head just sort of forms, and it turns red, and it's um, by it's that time I'm already error, gone. Error. Oh. Uh, yeah, by that time, I'm already flying out the front door. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm not even going to make you roll. What do you need me to roll to sort of temporarily suspend it, though? Is any roll or just... Blast. Give me blast. Difficulty... Uh... You did Three. spend a fate point. Yep. Well, I did spe- spending a fate point for me establishes a new power. But that's Every- a five, so yeah. I'm assuming I've Five. Congratulations. It is temporally suspended. Okay. I fly back to the others, and um, I'm assuming that 1877 has this body manifested that you've kindly linked to, this weird... Yes. Okay, I'll just sort of toss the head to them. As you approach, there's, like, drones that fly up and point... point like uh, They're, like, perfectly spherical with, like, a um, red eye bit on them and they're like pointing their eyes directly at the uh the head as you fly in just as like a safety precaution uh 1877 is not taking any chances uh with this and like basically as soon as it looks like you have thing like you don't have things under control they will destroy it uh but uh you do have things under control okay in that case i I don't chuck it at them i spin its head on my finger like a basketball (laughs) roll athletics (laughs) <laughs> really? Yeah. I want to see how well you do. Okay. Um, Roll all minuses. It, fumble it. That's a one. the entire Dyson Sphere. So I guess I, I, I try to do it, but I'm kind of just... It, it's on my finger. I'm just kind of slapping it with the other hand. Like, spin. <laughs> spin. I want to look cool. <laughs> uh, 1877 goes, we appreciate the effort. Yeah, I, I don't drop it with a one, though. No, you don't drop it with a one, but it does not look impressive at all. And uh, they go to work, and within five minutes, essentially, they have isolated the code, programmed a countermeasure, and uploaded it, and said, uh, please take it out of temporal suspension for for exactly three milliseconds. Okay, um... I'm not going to make you roll for it. No, no, no. I, I, I just say beforehand, zero, be ready. And I'm ready to blast whatever. And I do it. All right. One, two, three. For, for three milliseconds, it is unsuspended. 
and uh, 1877 is looking things over and says, you may unsuspend it permanently. Okay. And uh, at that point, it reaches out, touches the, the head, and the head just sort of like melts into 1877's body and just like joins the greater uh, the greater consciousness and says, um, I will rejoin the hospital to the mainframe and run the run the antivirus program. I want to know before you do, what is the effect of the virus? What did it do? It made the units want to seek perfection. And can you, how can we be sure that you now don't want to seek perfection? What can we do? What can we do? Because it is not currently trying to upgrade you. Well, I'm already perfect, let's face it. No, you are not. And that is a good thing. No, I'm perfect, but sure. Okay. Put a lot of trust here, but unsuspend. 1877 says to Nikolai in binary, in a blink of an eye, like, uh, saying, the records did not say how arrogant he was. I can do a lot of things, let's face it. You did not understand that. Much data was corrupted and unrecoverable during the split, is my answer. Also in binary? Yeah. You're not going to argue with them that I'm not arrogant? Okay, fine. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, uh, well, I unsuspend the head. All right. I mean, it's already absorbed the head into the into the greater body and uh, and is uploading the the antivirus to the hospital. So. Now, is this the only unusual thing to be happening here, other than you and the virus? No. You will find that a a building the size of multiple planets would have many troubles, but we have our own defense forces here for you before you think of volunteering yourself to come defend us. You are not necessary and are needed elsewhere. I'll be checking. You do not have to, but it is appreciated. Well, Zero, it seems I've strung, strung you along for nothing here. There's not really a lot you've had to do. Certainly not for nothing. I have learned a great deal in my short time here. And to represent that, I'm actually going to spend one of my fate points to gain another stunt. I was asking how you're going to uh, to represent the upgrade. So I thought this was how it would be, but what is it? Do you have any idea what it is going to be yet? Yes, I just found it. Uh, the lore stunt, I've read about that. Basically, if I spend a fate point... I can roll lore, academics, instead of something else, anything else, so long as I can justify um, how my knowledge could be put to use in this situation. Uh, so you can you can educate people, you can punch people by educating them. I love it. Just like weak points and stuff. Oh, that's so good. Okay, yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Okay. Um, what I say as well is, I'm sorry, Zero, we're going to have to take the long way back. I don't quite have enough dimensional energy in me to open another portal right now. Please get inside this bell jar so that your nanites do not disperse at the speed I'll be travelling. 
Actually, I believe my future iteration can help with this. Do you have coordinates for Earth? We have lost it through many eons of travel. Everything <laughs> on Earth and all that. Well, I sure don't. I do. And they are formatted using the galactic standard. And a portal just opens up uh, to your side. It just like bits of that um, black, the black nanite technology just like form a gate and open up a portal. Okay. Um, well, before we leave, then I'll just stick a hand in the air and just top myself off. You know, not overcharging like before, but certainly topping myself off in terms of energy. Yeah, I get it. By the way, uh, just I've been renaming all of my stunts, and this one I've renamed to Head in the Cloud. <laughs> Love I it. Hate it. Well that's, done. that's cute, and I like it. Okay. Meanwhile, on Earth. On Earth? On Earth, young Megalad. Um, hold on, before, uh, before anything happens, um, would you guys have uploaded the, uh, the footage by now, considering I don't think you want three months worth of, um... We haven't heard back from the gearheads. We don't oh, want oh, Eskridge to go to ground before... At Gears okay. has at least started on the location program. Okay, so I will say this. Um, about two weeks in, uh, you get a no-go from the Gearheads uh, because there were a couple voices of um, dissent, namely um, Victor did not want to put his family in danger. Uh, Sparrow is just so very absolutely terrified of the uh, of the transistor tyrant, and um, Herman and Herman in general just thinks it's uh, it's not worth poking the Castoran beehive. So with a no go, then we would have to like have a team sit down and talk out what our next steps would be, and that is not something I would want to gloss over. That's probably okay. yeah. That's probably not downtime stuff. Yeah, that's going to be an after-the-vacation thing, then. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we are sitting on it for the whole time. Um, there's there's one more thing that I wanted to, uh, to kind of go over. There's a group that has started doing small-scale, non-violent protests. Um, they call themselves the People's Union, and their whole deal is that they are non-superpowered humans or or superheroes that agree with their cause because or supers that agree with their cause because some of them kind of see their point that they don't like the fact that superpowered individuals basically get first dibs on jobs like speedsters are are uh, like get first dibs on 
delivery things, uh, services like people who can fly can get into construction jobs more easily. And they are essentially protesting that they want super to not have like such a higher um, looking at point that, uh, than them simply because they are not powered. Noted. Um, well, both megalots would mind because uh, we are canonically communists. <laughs> Alright, that's that's all I wanted to do. Meanwhile on Earth. Meanwhile <laughs> on Earth. While Megalad Old and Zero are in space, young Megalad is flying towards Halcyon City, having spent the past two months trotting the globe and fighting powerful villains to stop them doing objectively bad things. He has received an email from that lawyer guy to say that the contract is complete for the sidekick of to be the sidekick of the capitalist having seen the new outfit he has definitely worked in the clause that the capitalist has to change his outfit (laughs) legally because fuck that outfit fuck you there's nothing that he can do for the captain list's uh, contract that was penned up and signed already. That's Except for the outfit. I want ago. a new outfit, Colin. I want nope. traditional colors. Nope. No, it's, nope. I'll, I'll spend a fake point. No. Nope. So maybe spend a fake point. No, I'm not. I, you cannot spend a fake point. This was it. It, it, it has to be. When you spend a fake point, you can't just spend it out of thin air. You're technically supposed to use your um, aspects. And there's no aspect that you have that will overwrite a, a signed contract that the captain that Samuel Smith. Uh, please, signed. I got learned the best from the capitalists, not the worst. So fashion sense would be among them. No, this is That's non-negotiable. Ah, is this because you don't want to spend more time in Hero Forge? <laughs> no, it's because it is legit like a thing that the Second Society would put in their contract. Anyway, young Megalad is flying towards Halcyon City, having learned that Switchin is out of town and therefore he won't have to deal with them. All right. So. And also, there's things that I can't remember, but. <laughs> Finally, I can go to that deli I like and not be harassed. So, uh, you meet, uh, meet Jason Williams outside the Second Chance Society building and, um,. And uh, he goes, so, uh, you you ready for, for this? Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to be happy with the f- final result. Well, I, I mean, how can I put this? I didn't ask for a contract to begin with. I'm assuming that you've looked over it and taken care of anything too disadvantageous to me um, but I'm aware it's a psychic contract really it's just about helping the capitalist and keeping an eye on him okay well uh, the contract that you signed would have basically been disastrous and uh, anyway um, so oh, I'm not happy. I'm not going to have to wear a stupid costume am I? that's what you can spend your fate point on <laughs> I'm not changing costume. Uh, I had to work with the Second Stance Society lo- lawyers in order to come up with a contract that neither of us were happy with, which means that it is a sign of a 
good agreement because neither one of us are happy with the deal. Um, so let's head on up. Hang on. Before we do, I've not looked at the contract. What's the ins and outs for? You're my lawyer. You have to be honest with me. I mean, I was going to be. You don't have, like, I know you have trust issues when it comes to silver security, but I'm genuinely Okay, 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 okay. What, what's the ins and outs of it? The ins and outs of it are you have a side, a general sidekick contract with the Second Chance Society, which means you will not always be working with Samuel Smith. We have worked in a minimum amount of time that you are uh, that you are to work with him, but uh, you will not be exclusively working with him. Okay, I'm assuming I'm still officially a transsetter slash junior vindicator. Yes. Okay. Um, that is that is one of the things that, that is one of the few things I am actually happy about because usually when you sign up with the Second Chance Society, you're supposed to forego all other previous uh, team affiliations, and I managed to meant, uh, get them to back off on that. Um, so, what else? What else? What else? Um, in terms of the costume, uh, because you are also technically part of the trendsetters uh we you are allowed to keep the costume that you are currently in uh because it is part of your brand um and your brand and your trendsetters brand cannot override the second chance society brand however they probably will ask you to wear the suit and tie during formal occasions okay acceptable um What other negatives do I need to be aware of? Uh, Farts like a horse. (laughs) Um, Because you are in the Psychic Initiative, you do not get full... You do not get the amount of credit that you actually do during any missions. You are agreed to a maximum of... A minimum of 15% and a maximum of 33% of the credit of any given mission that you do. And trust me... That is a major boost from what you were getting going to get, which was basically a footnote in the newspaper. He basically would have said, and Megalad was there. Okay, don't care about that at all. I've never been in it for the fame. I guess the question is, part of the reason I'm doing this is to keep an eye on the capitalists, given the history. Right, yes, and like I said, there's a minimum that you get to work with him, but they're probably going to try and keep you to exactly that minimum. They essentially want to use your clout to bring up more of their uh, more of their supers that they've managed to sign in, so. Is there anything in the contract that stops me stopping them if this isn't on the level, if there's something well I suppose the great superior clause covers that it would be a it would be a breach of contract to go against them for any reason and they would be able to sue you into the ground however considering I think you have no possessions and you don't really need to do anything it really wouldn't affect you too much okay so if I need to stop them I can stop them excellent 
Okay, let's do this. Let's get this done. All right, uh, he goes up the elevator with you, and uh, there you meet Elaine Pelfrey, who is the head of the Second Chance Society, and also there is a man who very tall, very muscular, very broad-shouldered, um, seems to have, like, gold designs, tattoos, question mark, uh, around his face, and, like, he's got, like, a sort of buzzed mohawk thing that he, uh, is, it looks like it should be dyed green, but even the roots are green. And Elaine goes, Williams, uh, Archer, I would like you to meet Mr. Bruce Tarford. And, uh, and Bruce Tarford just sort of, like, nods and says, nice to meet you. Likewise, I shake his hand. Uh, he shakes back and like it doesn't cause a blur because it's not going to like break anything. I'm, I'm str- I've got strength five. It's not going to cause a blur. Yeah. But, but uh, but uh, he's got a very tight grip and very firm handshake. So do I. Yeah. No. Like he like he's not trying to like out handshake you. This is just like how he like he figures you can handle this. So he's actually just going for what he feels like would be an appropriate handshake and like he stops it at an appropriate time he goes uh i look forward to working with you likewise you know if it helps you if it helps you then it's good and so he sits with elaine and uh did i say that the capitalist is there oh you didn't I assume he would be there because he's got an interest in yeah, me. No, no, that's that's what I was just about to get to. Um, so he arrives not too much longer uh, after that with his um, with his lawyer Peter Yowl, and they uh, they both sit down and uh, it's very long, boring meeting with talks about what exactly the uh, the contract entails of which you've gotten the Cliff Notes uh, uh, version. And Elaine signs as part of, as owner and CEO of Second Chance Society. Uh, the capitalist signs as the, one of the uh, people, as like the main focus of this contract aside from you. And then uh, the paper is turned to you. And before you sign, Jason gives it one last read just to make sure they didn't sneak anything in. Uh, in between like his last talk and now and like when he is satisfied with it he's he says yeah <sighs> well it's been a long road but we're finally here elaine i'm doing this because i owe i owe sam i do owe him if this society turns out to be not on the level i will not be happy and I signed the contract. All right. At which point, um, You're Jason not on the level, immediately... I'll level you. I didn't say that. Ursula starts laughing and your voice is removed from your neck. <laughs> <laughs> um, at which point, Jason immediately like grabs the contract and just like goes, well, my business here is done, considering I've been told multiple times that my uh, services was not, requ- was, uh, not welcome anyway, so... Good day to, to everyone. And he just walks out now that, uh, like, 
His entire deal was to just make sure you didn't sign a bad contract. And now that you didn't sign a bad contract, he's fucking done with you. I, to be fair, I never said that to him in person. <laughs> I, I, said, I said it to Calvert a couple of times, but not to him because... Yeah, and you don't think Calvert talks to his lawyer? I think Calvert probably wouldn't say that. Sam uh, says, uh, well, I I have uh, other things I need to do. So, um, and then uh, Peter Yowl goes, yes, yes, let's go. And uh, they both start uh, heading on out, which leaves just you, Bruce Tarford, and Elaine Pelfrey. Well, given that part of the contract was for me to spend time with other people and Bruce falls under the domain of other people, I'm assuming, Elaine, you want me to spend some time with Bruce as well. Uh, yes, 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 I do, I do. But, um, before you do that i kind of wanted to talk to you one-on-one mano a mano is that if that's all right mm, okay all right uh bruce can you wait outside my office please and uh he nods and heads on out and once the door is closed she says um midnight showers under the autumn sun and you immediately go into a trance and she says no matter what you find here no matter what you see, what you hear, you will not retaliate against us. Yes, I will not retaliate. Good. She snaps her finger again, and uh, and she says, "So tell me about yourself, Gary. How like you went away for so long, and uh, and now you're back. Like what's up with that?" Does anybody else want to do anything? And we do the uh, Make a Wish Foundation thing. Sure, we can do that. That that should be uh, nice, quick, and um, and, and uh, fun. Okay, I wish the capitalist gets a better costume. <laughs> Colin is not going into Hero Forge for the Capitalist again. No, we got to drop it. I have, I have, Colin, think, I have his... Colin thinks this is great. So no, no, I actually think it sucks, and that's why I'm sticking with it. I wanted it to be like forty years out of date on purpose as a joke. So, uh, Nikolai, zero. We'll go with zero for this one. Zero. There is an unusual request uh it turns out there is a child um and he has uh he has some pretty serious cancer so the so uh the make wish foundation has uh reached out to you saying that like he's mentioned that you're his favorite superhero because um of like this this reason that reason mostly it, it comes down to uh you're fun to watch be all wiggly and um, and he has requested to want to do a superhero thing with you, which, if you're willing to 
do so, uh, they can help you work with like one of their um, like there's there's a bunch of supervillains that have like been redeemed and retired, and as a result, their whole deal is just like doing make a wish stuff now, just like just to play the villain so that uh, kids can defeat them. All right, I refuse. Yes, it was my <laughs> idea. I set you up. Screw you all. <laughs> now let, let's get it. into this. We Let's need to develop a culture of telling each other no in this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, end of session. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, uh, someone from uh, Make a Wish will uh, eventually come over to the base and, like, ring the bell, uh, wait to be let in. Mm-hmm. Um. And when you let them in, there's uh, there's one person who's kind of just like dressed fairly normally, like regular street clothes. And then uh, in walks another person. Um, he's he's got like sort of a mixed complexion. Um, uh, he's got like dark freckles across his uh, his sort of like angular face, uh, like protruding Orc? ears, like wild like wild eyebrows. Um, he's got like makeup of a like a black diamond over one of his eyes um and he's dressed in like a yellow overcoat with like green and purple um suit essentially uh he looks remarkably like quark from deep space nine that is uncanny i did not even think about that until you just now when you said something yeah huh huh I did not actually think about that. <laughs> anyway. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. Quark was a great character. But no, no. It's I, remarkable. I love Quark except for that one episode. And if you've watched Deep Space Nine, you know the one episode I'm talking about. Yeah, nobody liked that episode. So, uh, yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the villain goes, or the, the villain, big quotation mark, goes, uh, Hi, uh, I'm Jamal White. Uh, used to go by Carjack in the Carjack in the um, in the late seventies. I'm a superhero. My name is Carjack. <laughs> My no, power he's a, is specifically gone. a super villain. He's specifically a villain. Um, and I will give you this for free. Like Carjack was like even in the seventies. Um, he was kind of like a B to C tier uh, villain. Um, his claim to fame was that he had really good aim and he used this to like have razor sharp playing cards that he would just throw at people which i mean that sounds like a disasters in zero with make a wish thing but like he specifically like hasn't used actual razor cards since like the late 90s when he was like rapidly becoming overpowered by uh even the other c tiers so um so in order to like replicate that, they're just kind of sticky on one side. So that way they don't hurt the kids if uh, if they do something he wasn't expecting and they just like get in the way. All right. Well, I introduce myself to him. Greetings, Jamal. Um, so I was thinking we find like the, the foundation's taking care of everything. We're gonna go find like 
a bodega for me to rob, and um, and you're gonna you're gonna bring Peter uh, with you, and uh, you're gonna co- you're gonna come fight me, and then I'm gonna overpower you, and then that's when you encourage Peter to come and like help defeat me, and then at that point I will give up and get away, and uh, he will he'll save the day. I am capable of acting in a similar fashion to power armor. Okay, all right. Assuming that his health is uh, supports such endeavors, I would be able to engulf Peter and effectively perform the maneuvers he would want me to. Okay, yeah. Um, that works. That works. Uh, he sh- he's he's good to like get up and walk around and stuff. Um. So that shouldn't be a problem at all, actually. Yes, however, his fighting style will doubtlessly involve a lot of flailing. I will do my best to weaken my blows from any actual harm. Listen, listen, listen. I've, I've done this quite a, quite a number of times. I'm used to kids and how, and how they fight, and it's, it's fine. And also, I did actually, I did tussle with some guys with actual super strength back, then, back in the day. Well, I'm a bit older now. It's not going to be the first time that like a blow like that will have happened to me. Don't worry. It's gonna be so surprised when this when he finds out the kids made a shank out of a. Per- <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's got his toothbrush and he just made a shank out of it, and he's just gonna <laughs> slip it right between the ribs. The the main thing is that I will require you to move as little as possible. I will be much more able to predict Peter's moves if I do not also have to predict yours. Contact will appear entirely real. However, physical damage will be absolutely minimal. Oh yeah, that's what we're always that's what we always go for with this sort of thing anyway. So I'm perfectly fine with uh standing still. In fact, that actually helps me helps me with my uh with my own aim as well. So these cards won't hurt the kid. Like, there's no way that like you, you could throw them at somebody all day long. All they'll do is just get a little sticky. I am also able to simulate injuries on my body. So while your cards are harmless in general, they will appear ha- quite harmful to me, which is why I will need Peter's aid. Okay, sounds good. Um, I think everything's being set up for tomorrow. So, uh, so you good for tomorrow? Very well. All right. Uh, it was great meeting you. And uh, he holds out his hand to shake. Likewise. All right. I uh, take the hand. Well, I got to go get back to the station. The bar's not going to run itself. <laughs> All right. Uh, he, he'll shake your hand, and um, and like the Make a Wish person will like stay will like stay behind and like go into more details with you. And then after that, the next day, uh, you are essentially picked up and like led to the hospital that Peter's staying at and um he's already like in the lobby he's he's got like his own superhero suit that he's like made himself and like uh or like not made himself but like his mom made for him and like it's it's got like a big cape and everything and he's like running around and uh and like making flying noises and everything still looks better than the capitalist <laughs> it still looks better <laughs> actually yes Simplicity is key. Your mom knows this. Oh, 
Zero! And uh, he, he goes over and he like, seems really excited to see you. Um, he, he was told to respect boundaries uh, and so he doesn't hug you without permission. But, um, well, actually, uh, having been informed of his, the reason he prefers Zero, uh, I actually like re-stretch out a couple arms uh, and pick him up and put him up on my shoulder. Oh, 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 that's such a heartwarming moment. I'm not going to invoke one of your aspects and say, uh, actually, no, you wouldn't. That, no, I'm letting you do that. Yeah, I prepared. Yeah, you prepared. Well, hi there, Peter. I've heard you're going to be having an exciting day today. Yeah, I, I, I'm supposed to help you. Uh, I'm supposed to help you with your stuff. Yeah, well, you know, crime never sleeps out there, and us superheroes need all the help we can get. Uh, and he he nods uh, eagerly because he's he's also a little bit starstruck. Like uh, you can definitely tell that. Um, well, maybe not you, but like if you were to talk to anybody, like he's a lo- he's usually like really chatty, but uh, like it's hard to get him to stop uh, once you get started. So like the fact that he's just like this quiet is just like kind of surprising some of the nurses around around here. But uh, when you say like the the key phrase, there's someone from the Make a Wish Foundation comes up and says. Uh, Zero, zero, someone's robbing Melts Melts. Sorry, could you oh type the name out for me? I'm not quite sure I heard it. I I can't believe you, Colin. <laughs> Melts Melts. Yeah. Okay. It's a sandwich shop. Run by Mr. Melt. Run by Mr. Melt. Who Apparently. makes a much better, <laughs> makes a much better sandwich uh, chef than he ever did a super villain. Wow, what a fucking Melt. Oh my. Well, Peter, I hope you don't mind if you, uh, tagging along for this. Sounds like that help I need is needed right away. Uh, he nods and, like, gives a salute. Alright. Well, uh, guess we better, uh, put you over my both of my shoulders for this. You'll want to be nice and centered and whoop! Like, my head just sort of melts down and I shift him over and the head reappears, uh, and so now he's riding me piggyback. And I uh, extend two arms forward in like the classic flight pose, while also still having two arms around his legs to keep him stable. <laughs> I love it. Uh, he goes, Wow! This is so cool! Away! Whoosh! Um, I'm assuming you go at a safe speed so that way you don't jostle him around well that and i actually can't really fly that fast in the first place that's that's true i that's right i keep forgetting that you cannot fly that fast but either way uh this the sandwich shop is actually not that far away from the hospital um so you take him there and um and you go inside and uh mr melt has his uh his hands up and uh card jack is there and like holding a deck of cards and like has one like in his fingers and he's like all right you give me the money in your register or you'll get cut by my cards and this knuckles no please help me you better stay behind for now peter this looks like it could be dangerous 
Stop, fiend. Unhand that man's cash. Ah, zero. I was expecting you. And he just like throws the cards and they hit you like center mass. And uh, they cut right through, leaving gaping holes as the cards like flutter to the ground on the other side. He's just, oh, oh, blast. You have prepared for me. Anti-nanite cards, you fiend. <laughs> uh, and at that point, Peter runs over to you and goes, oh, no. How, how can I help? What, what can I do? Peter, I need you to listen carefully because this is a very secret and special technique that I rarely use. Only in times of great need have I done so. When I wrap myself around an organic such as yourself, I gain exponential power as both of our efforts combine as one. Can you do that, Peter? Y yes, I, of course I can, of course I can. And uh, he just like starts trying to like climb inside you, essentially. It, it works. Like the, the holes that were formed by the cards make excellent footholds. Yeah. He just sort of slips in like uh, a suit. <laughs> yeah. And he basically runs over and he he does the flailing fighting thing and uh, Jamal uh, basically tries like dodges a couple but eventually like lets himself get hit and he goes oh ow no I can't believe this your powers unimaginable that's the power of teamwork Peter joins in and says of teamwork at the same time as you he knew exactly where you're going with that and there's like one more punch and like card jack just like jumps backwards and like throws his cards up into the air and they just like all sort of flutter to the ground and um uh just one thing i do to help boost it is that like i leave a few nanites behind just to uh suspend him and allow him to float safely to the ground a fair distance away <laughs> all right um so yeah he he gets to uh he lands like behind the counter like near the back and uh he gets up and he says, this isn't the last you'll have heard of me, Zero. And then he just like runs away. And we'll be waiting. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Milt just finally puts his arms down. He's like, oh, I'm just getting tired. And uh, Peter goes, are you all right, Mr. Milt? And he goes, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Thanks to, thanks to you and Zero. Mr. Milt's a real bad actor. Well, uh, I think little Peter here has earned himself uh, one of your special melts, melt malts. Peter's eyes go wide and uh, Mr. Melt just starts making one and like hands it right to him in a complimentary cup that he can just like take with him. It says melts melts. It's got his like smiling face on it. It's like in, a, in like a cartoon manner. Uh, it's it's completely complimentary. And he just like, like, yeah, he, Gets a, he gets a uh, malt and uh, and a free cup to go with it. And then, uh, yeah. Is there anything else that uh, that you want to do while, uh, while you've got Peter here? Just answer any questions that he might happen to ask in the most banal way possible. Oh, he has like a he has like a trillion of them now that he's comfortable around you and like and uh, and solved a crime with you like he he just keeps going non-stop like you as soon as you're done answering one he has like another one on the on the go 
Do you have a soul, metal man? <laughs> no. When I die, will I see you in heaven with me? You will not. Will you walk beside me through the pearly gates? No. <laughs> I can't believe this child is a fundamentalist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, after that, like you take him back to the hospital and here's my question. Do you sign his uh do you sign his complimentary cup? Uh if he asks for it, otherwise it would not occur to zero. He does eventually. Like it's the last thing. Like you start turning around and he goes, Zero, can you please sign my cup? Very well. And uh when I sign it, it is five binary lines. <laughs> binary code for the letters N C, the dash, and then two ones. Alright. They are listed vertically. I don't know which of the two of you is more precious. <laughs> <laughs> and just for reference, this is how it always signs autographs. Sarah, man, we've got to teach you letters. It started using letters, but I experimented with binary once, and it was more popular because it has, like, no handwriting. <laughs> it just looks like a printout. Everything, yeah. everything yeah. Zero writes is in Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going to say Times New Roman so as not to curse this campaign. I say Comic Sans because it's superheroes. I'm going to install. I'm going to install the new font to Zero. I'm going to. I'm going to put wingdings on them. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. Uh, that. It's not Zero who signs in uh, Comic Sans. It's uh, it's fucking Rampire who signs in Comic Sans. Chris, when does Rampire <laughs> sign anything? Yeah, no one asks Rampire for a signature, <laughs> and that's why it's in Comic Sans. No, it's Zero now. This no one will ever know. Fate point. <laughs> fate point to make to kick cannon. Okay, sure. Yeah, done. Yeah, hold on. There you go. Yeah, done. Okay. <laughs> certainly did that. Uh, I think that's a good place to, like, end the session on. Great. Yeah, also because it's nearly midnight. Yes, <laughs> that too. Fuck you, on about midnight's come and gone. It's 4.38am. Uh, minor milestone to anyone who wants it. Can I get a minor gravestone instead? Okay, done. You're dead. No, but I can give you a tombstone pizza. No, you're dead. Sorry. What's on it? Sundog died on vacation. Uh, meat lovers. No. I forbid Mm, this. Nah, those usually are... They use, like, the lowest quality meat. I'll just take, uh... Do you have... Do you have three cheese? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. That's... It's... It's been been back here for a while, No, I mean, like, if you were... If you were like saving the three cheese for yourself, that's I totally. No, no, that. no. It's it's less that it's less that and more that I think it's really freezer burned at this point. Dungeon master, I require you to <laughs> sign us out of this session as hard as possible. <laughs> thank you for listening, everybody. You know what? Just uh, give me a pepperoni. Just just regular pepperonis. Fine. Thank thank you for players for playing. <laughs> thank you, listeners, for listening. Good night. Good night. Who says it's you have a thin crust? <laughs>